Hi. Hi, Kim. Hi, Logan. So today is our first episode where we're expanding our mm-hmm. topics that we talk mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. And we decided since mm-hmm. the other thing that we talk about a lot with mm-hmm. our, you know, pod squad people is to do Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. So naturally mm-hmm. we invited some friends on the show and this is kind of how we want to do this going forward. We want to mm-hmm. like have a rotating sort of round table um, thing when we talk about other shows besides one Chicago. So Tonight we have with us Gina from Meet Us at Molly's and Lauren from the locker room. Hi guys. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so excited. You guys don't know this, but in our pod squad group chat, the other thing that we talk about all the time besides one Chicago is Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. All yeah. the time. Yep. So this is a, this is a topic that we are all very familiar with at this point. Um, the, I was going to say, so to, I want to start though, because we said we we're always going to include one Chicago mm-hmm, on the show, mm-hmm. no matter what else we talk about. So I want to start with one Chicago news. I think since the last time we talked, the only thing that's really happened is we got a new PD cast member. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I think the other thing is that Marlon like signed a three-year, uh, it was like, what was it like a three-year deal or something? Something like that. Yeah. Med- um I think episode titles dropped too the other day for like the first three episodes. That's true. They did. Yeah. yeah I remember that. I don't, I can't remember what they are, but they're out there. <laughs> they're out there. Meds is um, like uh, eight letters of craziness. It's yeah. Words. Eight words now. I, I, they're <laughs> going to add a separate hour on our podcast just to say the med episode <laughs> say the name. I swear they've got to figure out a way to like shorten that. Maybe do like eight letter words or something or like next right. season, nine letter or words. Like a like, thing, like they they can't keep doing that. one would assume that, that but ridiculous. They, they've continued it thus far and so i think it's just going to continue it's I just going to become a continuous running joke even more than it already ridiculous. is ridiculous like imagine if svu oh did that aren't they on like season 20 something <laughs> yeah, or they like, have like an essay for like a title or something same with but, grays yeah. The titles last season had had already gotten silly because they were putting in unnecessary words just to make it the mm-hmm. number. And it's just like, mm-hmm. why? 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 <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I think that's the only bits of news that we have. But I'm I'm excited to see Torres on PD, but I will say mm-hmm. I'm bummed it's not another woman. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm just bummed about that. The only thing I'm I, hoping with this though is sergeant j halstead arrow because it's yeah i do like i said i do like the dynamic between jay and taurus i think Mm -hmm. that's a whole lot of fun i Mm -hmm. just i just really wanted more balance Mm -hmm. in the unit me more women Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. i miss rojas (laughs) so we're always gonna miss rojas i am always gonna miss i feel like the unit was its best when it was like uh, Rojas and Atwater and like Upstead and Burzek, like those combinations, I feel mm-hmm. like were peak for me. They did and her so dirty. I just makes, really did. It just makes me mad how they never addressed it. And now we no, have exactly. and they built this whole backstory for her and the, her and Haley have this whole thing and they never addressed it. And now they're like, oh, here's a whole new member, but we're not going to talk about our old member that left suddenly for her. I know why and what's funny is in the interviews leading up to that first season without her they kept saying oh yeah we'll 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 touch on it we'll touch did they ever no but pd is like the worst with continuity so i'm yeah it's true well i i remember there was one interview that came out a few years back where like um jesse said something like the writers really just don't 
they don't look at what happened before season four that much they don't really think about it and I'm like well that explains a lot <laughs> I mean that it's a completely different so show much. from seasons one yeah. before but still though you'd like for them to at least acknowledge what came before for people at least that have been watching it since season one you know mm-hmm. like I feel like fire's really good at that they'll do like a random callback and you're like whoa I haven't thought about that in forever um like they called back um to oh my gosh why am I forgetting her name the Shay's like partner that she had for a while that was sort of homophobic Rafferty um, yes Rafferty they did a callback to her like, like in season nine or something that was really random and we're like well mm-hmm. um you know fire's really good at that I think med can be PD they don't like the past is dead and buried mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody mm-hmm. talks about it anymore like Voight has a grandson where where is where is where is that, that is something I would love to see brought back <laughs> up because he should be like five years old now maybe right. older because what like season three is when Justin died yeah mm-hmm. he oh. should be like a first grader now yeah so like where is he what, what's going on with that anybody right. know anything no they're not gonna talk about it okay no <laughs> mm-hmm. anyway that's our little OC talk for today just wanted to touch <laughs> on the news before we move on um but yeah so they're filming otherwise though we haven't really gotten much aside from like episode titles and some casting news mm-hmm. um which i think is they don't want us to have anything right now you know we're still mm-hmm. a little too far away pd's been uh, serving with the behind the scenes content though mm-hmm. i'm telling you but everyone and their mom is going to yeah. film it right now that's true there have been so many fan photos out there that's crazy and every there's so many people that in the oc fandom that will text me and they're like all my friends are taking photos with people right now and i'm like i don't know anybody who's taking photos mm-hmm. with people right now but i get it i get the jealousy <laughs> um okay so i'm trying to losing track of myself here all right so we do have one email that came in after our Stellarite episode um then i want to address because I feel bad when they come in like right after we record. Um, let me pull it up. Oh, and Helene just sent us an email for the Bridgerton episode. Yay, we'll talk about that later. That's cool. Um, so, never mind. <laughs> I thought it was an email that actually said something because it starts with, I am a super fan of Stella and Kelly. And then it just says, where can I hear your podcast? So Aww. that's sweet. Um, I will reply with the link for you, Joyce. <laughs> okay, I'll reply and send you the link to our anchor. Well, I guess we don't really have anything to address then, but that's all right. That's I'm okay. happy to hear you want to listen. That makes me happy. <laughs> um, all right, so then we can get into our topic for tonight, which is Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what we're going to do, the way we're going to do this is we're going to talk about um, first, I want you guys to talk about like your relationship with Bridgerton. Have you read the books? Like, you know, how, like, how did you discover the show? What drew you in and kept you watching that sort of thing? So um, whoever wants to start, just go ahead. Well, I I, didn't the first season of Bridgerton launch on Christmas? It did. Yeah. Okay. So I had never heard of Bridgerton before, but I'd grown up like watching like all the period dramas like Pride and Prejudice and so I love that whole like world and I pretty much was in bed on Christmas Eve and I was like scrolling on Netflix and I saw this Bridgerton promo that like pops up when the new season drops when you like first open uh-huh. the app and I was like oh yeah oh yeah baby so I clicked the first episode and I pretty much stayed up all night binging it 
And I was completely obsessed with it. And I made all my friends watch it. And then I came home and I was like, mom, did you hear about Bridgerton? She's like, girl, I've read all the books. Like it's been a thing. And I was like, I thought I discovered like some crazy (laughs) new like thing. And she was like, honey, it's been out. And I was like, oh, cool. Um, But it's like, but, and then I, after watching the first season, I read the first three books and then I read Gregory's book. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You went from, (laughs) wait, you read the first three and then Gregory's book. But I heard that Francesca's book is the best. Oh, Francesca's book is amazing. So I want to read that one next, but yeah, I skipped, I fully skipped from the first three to, and I read, and I read Penelope's. Oh yeah, that was Collins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's season. book. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. So you read you read the Duke and I, you read the Viscount who loved me, and you read Rome. Did you read um, uh, uh, an offer from a gentleman, gentleman and romancing Mr. Bridgerton? Yes. Okay, and then you read On the Way to the Wedding, which is Gregory's book. Okay, okay. So you you just skipped Eloise, Francesca, and Hyacinth. Um, which by the way, Hyacinth's book is very underrated. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, Mm -hmm. anyways, so you read, okay. So you read some, but not all of the books. That's awesome. Okay. And then when season two was happening, I like, when I read the, when I read book two, when I read Anthony's book, because Anthony was my favorite in season one. Uh And so when I read his book, I was like, enemies to lovers I was like this is my like this is it like and so when the second season came out I made it this whole thing we like had this whole watch party starting at midnight (laughs) by the end of like the all the episodes I like felt insane I was like this was a crazy (laughs) experience I just had and um but yeah so I'm like that's basically like my whole Bridgerton background awesome awesome love that Mm -hmm. Gina yeah, I, I'm, I'm not a big reader. I'm a TV person through and through. So uh, just kind of scrolling around. I, I think I saw, I saw the news when, when Shondaland had acquired the rights to it and just kind of like scrolling through and looking through. I was just kind of like, this sounds interesting. Like, all right, I'm intrigued. Like, all right, I'll check it out. Um, and then obviously it dropped and I made a point to watch it. That was one of the things that I was like, I'm looking forward to this. I'm going to check this out. Uh, and just checking it out. I was like, this is really fun. It's just the whole thing. It's just a very fun world. Yeah. Um, and then of course, the fact that Reggae Jean Page played Simon, I was like, that is one of the most attractive men I've ever seen in my life. Oh, it's ridiculous. So yeah. yeah, definitely watched all of season <laughs> one. And then from there, I, I decided like, I was going to try, try the books, try is the key word. Cause again, I'm just not a reader. I'm just not. Um, so I had started Anthony's book and I got... I think I got like a page in just to know like, oh, he hates bees because that's how his dad died. Cool. Uh, <laughs> so then I just kind of, I, I put that aside. Season two happened. And so I have Benedict's book. I started it. Uh, now the question is, will I finish it? We will see. <laughs> but I'm in, I'm, I'm totally in. because It's just such a fun world. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's great. Kim? So I, I, I'm definitely a person who, in general, I don't read read much Regency or watch much Regency stuff just because it's not my vibe. I, yeah. I've never been a big fan of like very flowery language. So I always think like that kind of language and Regency era, it, 
it's just not my vibe, which, you know, I've, I like plenty of other things. I'm okay with now. I was okay with not watching it. I also had this like personal ick of like, you know, if something's really popular with everybody, it kind of gives me the urge just to not want to watch it. And so when Do it got very popular, thing. I was just like, I'm good. I don't need to watch it. And then of course, as we all had been texting each other, you guys were like, oh, Bridget and stuff all the time. And I'm like, I-, I don't know what you guys are talking about, but I'll let you have fun, cool, whatever. Um, and then the second season was coming around and I was just like, I had been, obviously you guys have been talking about all of it. And I was just like, okay, I'm getting a little more intrigued. And I'm like, fine. A year later, I'm finally going to maybe give it a chance. And then also another friend of mine, um, Catherine, who actually lives in Australia, she is like, you should also watch it too. And I'm just like, you know, fine. I, I will give in to the Bridgerton hype. I will watch it. And so then I finally hunkered down, watched the first, I think, couple episodes, and finally told you guys I watched it. And then I ended up falling in love with it. And then as soon as pretty much season two came out, I watched it in like two, three days. So just because I did have work during that time, so I still needed to function as a human being. Right. I love it. And so I'm still very excited for season three and so forth. And as of right now, I have not read any of the books. I don't know if I will. I used to be a very avid reader. It's just the pandemic did me in with reading, but I'm slowly getting my way back to it. So we shall see. I, I think the only books I really read, like if I know they're going to get turned into a movie or a TV show, that's the only time I'll read them. Like literally mm-hmm. the last book I read was 112263 by Stephen King. Oh yeah. They that's were turning it into show. a Hulu miniseries yeah, Hulu. that filmed like across the street from where I was working yeah. at the time. I and before that, I think it was Water for Elephants. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, for me, it's kind of like you, Lauren. I, it was Christmas day. My mom and I were like, we were done with presents. We were just like chilling in the living room and like scrolling through Netflix. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> so I watched episode one and then we proceeded to binge all the episodes um, in a row. And I <laughs> got obsessed with it. I immediately went online and ordered like all the books um, and then started reading them. I think I had read all but the Duke and I by the end of January. <laughs> And Gosh. I'm not a big Regency fan. I don't normally read his, like historical romance. I mm-hmm. usually read contemporary romance. I am an avid reader. Like I read a lot, but I'm not really one for historical romance. I only read those every now and then, but I ate those books up. Um, I loved them. Um, the, I will say my least favorite is probably Gregory's book, <laughs> but uh, I do love all of them. They, they all have their like strengths, I think like they're different um so I I'm obsessed like season two when it came out I took the day off like the premiere day so that I could watch it <laughs> and not be spoiled mm-hmm. um you know I read like all the articles um just so I'd be prepared because it's always tricky with book adaptations mm-hmm. you know like you get attached to certain things and like is it gonna make the cut yep. yeah so uh, I wanted to be prepared so that I wasn't upset when it didn't turn out exactly like the book, which turned out to be a very good thing mm-hmm. um, because season two was was halfway like the book. Yeah. Um, the back half was nothing like the book. The front half was pretty accurate, mm-hmm. um, which was strange, um, <laughs> but good. Uh, and I loved it. I loved everything about it. I love the like the sibling relationships. I love mm-hmm. the romances. I love like the elaborate crazy balls uh, mm-hmm. I I love all of it the show and the books are separate in my mind for the mm-hmm. most part there are certain things that I'm like I need to see it but for the most part I can deal with changes um 
Yeah. So that's good. Okay. I wanted to get that established so that everybody yeah. knows when we're talking about the show and how we feel about it, what our backgrounds yeah. and are. I, I also wanted um, to reiterate what also I think brought me in is in addition to all your wonderful opinions is I think with season two dropping, they were starting to maybe drop clips or people who had made, I think it had already dropped by the time I said I was going to start watching it. I had seen a gif of, I think when Anthony had fallen in the lake and so he was obviously <laughs> came out of the <laughs> lake and I was like, yeah. oh, this that's is something a good one. I like. So then that's, yeah, it was pretty much soon one. after that I started watching it. So just just wanted to add that little bit of fun. But you know who kept me watching in season one? Because I I wasn't I like Daphne and Simon, but I'm not like mm-hmm. hardcore Daphne and Simon. Anthony. Anthony kept me watching mm-hmm. the whole I love him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love and like book Colin and show Colin are two totally different characters, but I still love Colin and Penelope is my girl. So I those three characters kept mm-hmm. me hanging on like addicted mm-hmm. um yeah and then season two the Sharmas mm-hmm. love the Sharmas um you know Edwina has her issues but I still love her mm-hmm. um yeah. yeah so we'll get into all that but yeah um so it's good okay I just wanted to have an idea of like mm-hmm. where everybody stood with the show as we go forward mm-hmm. okay so now um let's get into season one so I kind of want to do this in like categories and if they overlap that's fine but I figured a good place to start is to talk about like we just started to do our favorite characters um and who we you know are dying for more of the most whether that's just in season one or if that follows into you know if that's the whole series whatever but specifically like your faves I want to know all right. So, I mean, obviously I started already. So like Colin, Anthony, Penelope, those are my people. Um, yeah. That's season one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause obviously Simon. the Bridgerton siblings like Simon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a good one. He is a strikingly handsome man. <laughs> Very much so. Well, and they did a great job with his backstory too, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty book accurate. And I was very happy to see that because I, I do love his backstory in the book. Um, yeah, they did a great job like illustrating that with the flashbacks and everything. And um, I, he is a very, I don't want to say relatable character because he's too handsome, <laughs> but <laughs> he's, you feel for him, you know, it's you, insane you, yeah. how, how attractive that man is too he's too attractive like (laughs) just like illegally attractive um yeah wow uh yeah (laughs) also but I mean like uh yeah if he had walked into anywhere I was in that red velvet coat Mm, I think mm -hmm. it would have just been over my top I'm just I'm an Anthony girl through and through mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. towards men who have like they're like a little broody daddy issuey men same so, yeah no. mm-hmm. he was right up my alley um I love him I really enjoyed Eloise mm-hmm. I like her um I found Daphne okay this is like I'm exposing myself I found Daphne pretty not annoying didn't love her but then one day my friends and I were doing like a top six, like what character is your personality? And they all said that Daphne was number one for me, but <laughs> and it's like kind of terrifying. <laughs> like, so I don't like her, but she's, I guess me. So that's a little scary, but, uh, but yeah. We still yeah. love you, Lauren. 
Thanks. I, I think with Daphne, I, I think she's best when you see her foiled against Eloise. Yeah. Because it really, to me, it kind of shows that while women have different goals and, and dreams, um, we still have value. And I think in that time, that was sort of like a, that's a big deal to be like, I, I'm, you know, Daphne is more the traditional woman of the time and Eloise is not. So when you see the two of them foiled against each other, but understanding each other, I think that's, Mm -hmm. that's where she's her best in my opinion, but she is very different from book Daphne. She is. Um, and I can't decide (laughs) if that's better or not. Um, (laughs) Because book Daphne wasn't exactly thrilling either. Um, she was like the girl that all the guys were friends with, basically. Like not the diamond of the season, no. just like the girl that all the guys would like talk to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she she got like friend zoned a lot. <laughs> um, yeah. So okay, cool. Yeah, so I would say for my favorite character or characters from the first season, I'm gonna count Anne. Antony's sideburns as their own character because they were oh my gosh they were sideburns (laughs) (laughs) um just I mean I I adored him but also it's just I could not stop saying like not in a good way like staring at the sideburns it's just they they just took up the entire room (laughs) um but also I just really enjoyed like Lady Danbury and Violet like oh yes I you know going into the show I knew it was gonna be about the siblings and like who they were gonna fall in love with yada 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 but just still getting to enjoy Lady Danbury and Violet and kind of just like some of their sassiness that I don't think like I'm I would never honestly get that in a lot of other like regency stuff and that's just my personal feelings for a lot of them so to get to have that kind of sass from them I just kind of really loved it and so it's even though we don't get to see like major major storylines with them they still made it really enjoyable to have their scenes when watching them both of those women have amazing scenes in season one. Mm-hmm. Um, like specifically with Violet, my favorite is when they're trying to figure out um, how to get Daphne out of the like forced engagement. And they decide the way to do it is to gossip. And she's like, we shall do what women do. We shall talk. I love, I love, love, love that scene mm-hmm. um, so much. And then Lady D, I love the flashback they show where she's talking to little Simon and mm-hmm. she's like talking about how she was a wallflower flower and she decided to make herself the most fearsome creature in the room. And mm-hmm. like that whole scene is so good. Oh man. I, yeah, I love, love mm-hmm. Lady Danbury uh, so much. Like even in the books, she's just as like fierce. They did such a good job mm-hmm. um, like translating her um, to the screen she's amazing yeah I love love her um okay cool so now we're on to ships which obviously if it's season one Simon Daphne Staffney is gonna be like mm-hmm. the big ship um but did anybody ship like Colin and Marina or like um Anthony and Sienna or like how did you feel about those side ships from season one or even benedict because you know there was some question about so when i watched the and, first season yeah. i didn't know that the books were a thing yet yeah and so right. i was like oh my gosh like anthony and sienna are like this like little like totally like a trope that i would totally eat up yeah so yeah when i looked up his book and i was like wait <laughs> this is a whole new girly <laughs> i did not like them as much but and also they weren't 
a good couple at the end but it was just like I don't know but I would eat them up if they were a real thing but mm-hmm. it is so much better but I kind of shipped them when I was watching it because I didn't mm-hmm. know what was happening and right. then I didn't I liked Daphne and Simon I didn't love them they were okay they had moments mm-hmm. and also my like one and only viral tweet I've ever tweeted was a Daphne and Simon tweet <laughs> so they kind of hold a special place in my heart from there <laughs> so that's it about it yeah I would say I mean I going into season two I was like do I need to watch it I don't know but I was like I'm not the person I can't jump into like a series when I know the characters still could be around so I watched it didn't love their love story but still enjoyed it they still had their some good quality moments and I you know I enjoy like the kind of fighting they had with one another of like like just like that good dynamic of back and forth with one another I did enjoy that immensely um and you know you could like I could definitely sense you know the friendship between um Penelope and Colin and I'm like okay I I, I know how the story kind of plays out in other ways so I'm like I still enjoyed those moments because once again it's that fun dynamic of having that little uh tennis match back and forth with each other but you can definitely see she has feelings for him and he's oblivious <laughs> to totally it. oblivious yeah. <laughs> um and I'm just trying to think of like yeah and I still it's I did I adore everything about Anthony and Sienna not really but it also you got to from what I liked about it you could see understand a little bit more about the depth of Anthony granted it was still very shallow depth with what he was trying to do with Sienna at that time because obviously he like he does his job as the Viscount but at the same time he also just trying to do this fun thing on the side and not be that responsible adult so I got it but yeah it's I wouldn't say anything stood out to me but I still enjoyed like um obviously the main ship of the season being Simon and Daphne it was entertaining the whole season. I mm-hmm. liked Anthony and Sienna. I and see, and I thought she was. I thought she was going to be the one for him because again, I knew mm-hmm. nothing about the books, and yeah. so I was like, "Oh, this is going to be fantastic because it's mm-hmm. going to be all like, you can't marry the dressmaker, like ah." And then he's like, "No, screw you. I love her." I was ready for that, so I was kind of disappointed that that didn't pan out. Um, also, totally dug Colin and Penn in season one Mm -hmm. um obviously I my opinion took a sharp 180 after season two but that's (laughs) separate discussion yeah we'll we'll get to that in about like 15 minutes yeah so okay so now I have a question though how did okay because this character has been controversial how did everybody feel about Marina I felt like they did her dirty like they didn't really I don't know the reason I asked is because marina has like a following she has a people who really really love her mm-hmm. and they all well i won't say all but a lot of them hate penelope because of it so i was just curious mm-hmm. there were like there are because i have encountered them um on on the tumblr yeah i mean um, the way i always see it is like ship whoever you're gonna want to ship whatever yeah, makes your heart happy same. but my whole thing for me what didn't whatever sat right with me with marina is that she tried to rope con in with this lie and that just never yeah. sits well with me like i get yeah. you're in a difficult position you're pregnant and it's like obviously during this time and age being pregnant and being a woman of color like still it's just it was never going to be a great situation for her and being with the featheringtons i mean come on it was just going to be a shit situation all around so she tried to do what she thought was best but still being it all based on a lie it was i was never going to love it in the long run she just didn't really do anything for me I was just kind of like okay you're fine <laughs> okay so everybody here feels pretty much the way mm-hmm. I do okay yeah mm-hmm. just wanted mm-hmm. to check in on that one because she's kind of uh controversial in some circles um 
anyways, just wanted to check in there. So, okay. So now we've talked about the characters and the ships. What are your favorite moments from season one? Like things that just really stick in your brain. Simon and Daphne's first kiss. Definitely. Oh man. In the garden. That's a good one. That one. So good. I mean, this is probably going to call me out on my own thing of, but when like Simon kind of beat up the one guy who was trying to kiss Daphne. And I mean, that kind of explains who I am as a person of enjoying seeing that happen, but whatever. I <laughs> mean, like defending her, so. the sexy time sequence to Wildest Dreams. Oh man. Yeah. That's True. like legendary. True. True. Yes. The, okay. So revolutionary in this season one to me was like the pop songs as like classical instrumental mm-hmm. in the background. So good. Blew my mind. Like the first time you hear like bad guy and mm-hmm. like uh thank you next, you next like in yep. the oh man like oh, opened up a whole new world of music to me <laughs> it's it's hard for me to like kind of still wrap my head around because I know it had that had been around for like forever with some of these like you know classical bands doing those interpretations well, but these are all all the ones that Bridgerton uses by the way are by vitamin string yes. quartet yep. who has been literally covering pop songs mm-hmm. for years like you can mm-hmm. go on Spotify Amazon music wherever and you will find albums from them from Mm-hmm. years and years and years ago they've been doing this forever and like Bridgerton uses a few of them and it's like it blows up but I think it's oh, it works so well just because in Bridgerton like I could listen to it and but it's for me I need to have the right vibe for that kind mm-hmm. of music so mm-hmm. but to set it to these balls is what makes it work so well and like obviously it also happens during non-balls too but it just it fits really well for this kind of era yeah I, I think it were still a thing like I, I mean they are a thing but like I wish like that's how you like enter the marriage mart like I wish that I could go dance oh. be asked to dance at these balls and then get I married. Like, I'm, I'm going like I'm going to I think a Hungarian ball hopefully next year at some point so we'll see how that goes but I will report back but I know it's just it's one of those things it's not a thing anymore and I really wish it was because it would be a lot of fun like I need a little dance card on my wrist. I need a yeah. man to come up to me and be like, dance cards are like the thing that I really wish because mm-hmm. then you could like the guys like, can I be on your dance card? And you can either say yes or no, or it's totally <laughs> up to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I love that. And then you have a little schedule and you know, you kind of have to follow it. So if you don't like the guy on the top of the dance card, it's fine. You don't have to go back to him. You've got other guys to dance with. <laughs> and then it, I love and it. Then it. And then it's this wonderful keepsake you have true and it goes on your wrist so it looks you know it looks really neat uh yeah no I'm with you I part of like the whole regency thing is demeaning where it's like there's one value for a woman but then the other part of it you're like it actually would kind of make life easier (laughs) if instead of like dating apps we had like a marriage mart (laughs) (laughs) I don't know it's a toss-up you gotta Mm -hmm. do you take one or both or can you only pick one whatever Oh man. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know. I think for me, just the whole vibe of the show was so good. That's mm-hmm. the first season when you're watching it, because it felt like Pride and Prejudice and Gossip Girl, like mm-hmm. together, you know, it had this like hip vibe, but it was also Regency. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to and- explain. A lot of people have tried to recreate it since then, and mm-hmm. it's just not the same magic. And I, um, for, yeah. for me, I think the hard part with a lot of the Regency stuff throughout the years is, I mean, the people the cult following with I know like the 2005 they pride and prejudice like I know people love them for me I think what (laughs) 
made it work for me with Bridgerton is that it was a TV show. So I got that longer depth of it. So I could really yeah. get into it for me sitting down two hours. I'm like, do I, do I, am I going to enjoy that in what it, it can quickly be encapsulated in two hours for some people? Yes. That's great for you. For me, I need more depth. And so it re worked really well for it to be the episode. So I could really get into the mindset of these characters mm -hmm. and kind of understand more of that kind of flowery language that normally bores me to death, but I actually really enjoyed it when it came to the series. I'm so used to ships and like, being is such like a long slow burn <laughs> mm -hmm. so when we were like episode two and they kissed I was like we're doing this mm -hmm. like oh love it like it was like it was nice it was exciting for me to like jump into a relationship and like see that whereas yeah. I'm waiting 10 years for my favorite ship to kiss so it's like hi, <laughs> hi. So, I, I yeah and the whole concept of the show being like a different love story each season sort of mm -hmm. like an anthology I need more of that. Mm -hmm. Like, can, there are so many, I read romance novels all the time and romance novels do this, like romance series are all like this where it's the same universe, but it's different characters within the same universe that are all loosely connected. Yeah. Can television do that more often, please? Mm -hmm. Because then you get like a unique story every season and like, you're not drawing it. I, I understand people like slow burns. I understand that that's a thing that television, they think brings viewers in you know on television I mean, audiences but there's can we slow, do something else there's slow burns that I mean there, there's also like just lifetime burns that, like that it should not have yeah. no end date on it it needs like, to be a, a quicker time Gina knows here. Josh and Donna on the West Wing was like oh, the never-ending I also remember I also remember that so yeah. torture I'm so glad that I watched that show streaming and I didn't watch it live. I, I don't know if I would have had the patience. I don't mm -hmm. think I would have either. <laughs> I mean, seven seasons for a kiss. Okay. Uh, seven, like for real. Trust me. I also remember I've watched NCIS and Tony and Ziva. Trust me. I, oh, do not even get me started. Yeah, like this is all, I understand that everybody <laughs> thinks moonlighting like ruined everything for everybody no. back in the day but can we move on from moonlighting <laughs> i yeah. think the audiences have changed since like the 80s <laughs> perhaps <sighs> which i think bridgerton proves mm -hmm. which is nice um because i think people want to see couples you know like in a relationship after the the big kiss and the slow burn and all of that mm -hmm. so um mm -hmm. You know, the amount of people who are hyped for Canthony in season three is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. um, I love it. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. so, yeah. Okay. So I think that encapsulates the season one vibe pretty well. Mm -hmm. I mean, the things that really stood out about Bridgerton were like the elaborate balls and like the soundtrack and just mm -hmm. like the vibe of the show, the like every now and then you watch a show that feels like lightning in a bottle, you know, like it's mm -hmm. never going to happen again. This is one mm -hmm. of those shows. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah. Um, okay, so I have some silly questions. My <laughs> phone? So what I want to do is I've got four of them. So I figure we'll do two at the end of the season one discussion. And then we'll do two more after we finish talking about season two. So this is the first one. <laughs> if you were a part of the Bridgerton universe, who would your character be? Like, who would you be? Would you be like noble or common? Or do you think you'd be the diamond of the season? Or do you think you'd be the underdog like Penelope or something in between? Like, how do you feel like you would exist in the Bridgerton universe? Oh, I'm an Eloise, hands down. I, I was tr gonna try and come up with something else, but like Eloise, like I just don't imagine myself any other way. Like I still would like to 
be more like a lady, but it's just like, I see myself as Eloise. I don't see myself changing and that I still am pretty darn sassy. So <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm a mix of Eloise and Daphne and that like, I'd go along with it and enjoy it. But you know, if I hit a limit or a boundary, mm-hmm. I'd be like, back it up. Like, <laughs> you know, kind of a mix of the two. Yeah, I think I'm a mix of like Penelope and Daphne. Definitely. I'm I'm a hardcore Penelope. I would be like going along with everything until like I decided I knew better or I learned better, you know, because mm-hmm. I I am very much the person who does not like to make my family unhappy <laughs> yeah. at all in any way. So like that would be I would be like whatever makes it easier to live in my household with my family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be me, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which you know is kind of sad, but at the same time like. I just you know keep the peace that's that's what I like to do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um okay so that's cool okay so then the second one now this one is one Chicago related you guys so Ooh. if you were to write a one Chicago Bridgerton AU which one Chicago characters would be cast in which Bridgerton roles oh okay. how right. could you not give us this ahead of time Ow. <laughs> I wanted, oh. I wanted like you know your legitimate reactions. You know, it's I, like I see stretching. Gina stretching. Oh, I'm, so, I'm, like, I'm ready. I was born for this. Okay, which one? Chicago, one characters would I cast in which roles in Bridgerton? Okay, yeah, okay. Jay would be Anthony because he's kind of the alpha. Uh huh. I can see Hang it. Hang on. Hang on. Does he have enough? Oh, he has daddy issues. So yeah. <laughs> Like, does he have enough daddy issues to fill it? Yes. Does that make, does that make Will Benedict? I mean, he can be, so, okay. Will would be a Benedict. Yeah, I I see it. I I see it. Annoying siblings, yeah. Especially book Benedict, Will would be. I definitely see that for sure, yeah. Yeah. I think I see show Benedict too. I could see that. I kind of see like Stella or Kim as Kate question mark maybe Stella is totally a Kate no Stella is definitely a Kate yeah for sure Gallo be calling so okay so I have a debate about this and Lauren (laughs) might agree with me since you've read the book my friend Helene today she's like midway into Gregory's book and she was like Gregory is such a Gallo and I was like oh my god that is accurate as literally like (laughs) A little chaotic like puppy dog like is, i mean like he's a mess you guys like so gregory yeah, in imagine. his book he's a he's like a he's like total a lovable mess. mess he's a hopeless romantic mess because he's seen all of his mm-hmm. siblings like fall in love and get married and find true love and like that's all he so, wants <laughs> i also definitely think i feel like violet is definitely like eloise and in certain aspects like oh that. yeah oh, I okay. come on totally come on and sylvie is daphne Sylvie yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. I could see that. And then Sylvie's is good, Sharon Goodwin sure. like Violet Bridgerton? Oh, that's a that's good a hard one. Like, I mean, she, she, I like, she can be sassy, but I, she's also incredibly like motherly to those that who are her charges in front of her. So it's hard because queen. Ooh, or ooh, that's a, see. I was gonna say Platt is is um is a Lady Danbury. Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I think that's yeah. flat. Mm-hmm. But who would be the queen? Ooh, would that be? Ooh, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Okay, so I think between Violet and Lady Danbury, that's got to be a good one, Maggie combo, because they're besties, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm thinking. Hold on. 
maybe i think maggie's the queen i support that i could see that i support it because she's sort of all at everybody's business yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i could see that for sure that that's definitely a good one. Oh man mm-hmm. um who who else who else who else i don't know colin i think gallo could be a colin i think you're right gina mm-hmm. it could be could be gallo especially since we don't know that much about gregory yet on the show but if they do show gregory like <laughs> book gregory is he's a gallo for sure but see if it had to be let's see i feel like who have we not used because we've Adam, used, we have, not- have we used any guys from fire gallo gallo well yeah but i mean like if he weren't going to be colin is there um can sever i'd be simon <laughs> oh yes. oh yeah yeah that's a great yeah. one he's mm-hmm. totally a simon like the daddy issues with benny yeah, yeah. i'm just imagining no, that's a ride on like a promenade around the lake and like the regency oh. outfit and just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes please oh man yeah um i'm trying to think though if it was if it wasn't gallo for colin who would be a good colin i feel like gallo gallo fits he fits that are, what about no Adam at all as any kind of Colin? I mean, it's just I because I love Adam, but sometimes I feel like he kind of doesn't pay almost the clearest attention to things going on right around him. Well, that's very true. So not perfect, but uh, there's certain. I'm sorry, I, but it's I, <laughs> it also comes from I still love all Bridgertons at the end of the day. I still love all Bridgertons, and I love Adam. I was like, mm. I don't know. I feel like Gallo has that indecisiveness that Colin has. That's right. It's like annoying you know like this season especially when he was like i want to be on squad and then he was like no never mind oh oh man i don't know if he would fit see if we get into the books there are definitely some hawkins characters in the books like uh friend uh, you i don't know if you've you haven't read it but you heard that francesca's is the best okay yeah her love interest is totally a hawkins michael sterling oh man you sh- you should read yes yes mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man um also just a brief place where i want to mention i would very much like to see crockett in regency wear like oh, i don't know where he would fit ooh. i would just want to see it i don't I want to see would, all ooh. of the ones you yes. have men in regency <laughs> can that be like the next um uh whatever citywide like oh see fundraiser like i don't care just have it be a costume one and have them all come in ball attire it's okay. Oh man, that would be awesome. They're all like dressed in like they take pictures of her calendar. Yes, we got we got we got them all wearing Chicago Bears like stuff for the OC crossover. Yeah. Who says we can't get a ball fundraiser and have them all dressed <laughs> up? Like, come on, that would be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. <laughs> oh man, okay, this was as fun as I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Figuring out who would be who. Mm-hmm. And there's still like on the show, there's characters that we haven't really gotten to know yet. So like, I can't wait for that. And then we'll have more to be like, oh, this person is this person, you know, like <laughs> I'm excited. Um, yeah. So is there a character who's just like straight up evil in Bridgerton that could be like somebody straight up evil, like Emma? <laughs> I'm trying to think like one of the Featheringtons. <laughs> Um, what's her name? It's not Clarissa. What's her name? Um, oh, Cressida. Cressida, yeah. Oh, I was Cressida close. Cressida is an Emma. That is, that is totally, mm-hmm. yeah, that's But she's, like, Cressida's kind of lovable too, though. So, like, who's somebody we love to hate on fire? 
Um, oh, uh, oh, uh, OFI. Seeger? Seeger, thank Seeger. you. Oh, good Seeger. one, Kim. Seeger. Oh, man. So, like, yeah, because what, uh-huh. who did we say Stella was? She was Eloise. So, like, Seeger versus Stella and then Cressida versus El. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that fits. That tracks. I like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. That uh-huh. was a good one. Um, all right. So I have two more questions, but we'll okay. save those, okay. save those for later, but that was fun. Um, yeah. Okay. So now let's get into season two, which mm-hmm. in my opinion, season two was even better than season mm-hmm. one. Same. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I totally loved it. So in season two, we get new characters. We get introduced to the Sharmas. Um, how does everybody feel about the Sharmas? Let's start oh, there. love them. Adore them. Angels same 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 like I love all three all three of them I think you know they like any family they have like their issues that they they bury but like who doesn't um so I love them all now okay as a person who's read the books I will say I wish they'd have started using the inspired by instead of based on a lot (laughs) sooner because this season is more inspired by the book Mm-hmm. than it is based on the book because they completely took the anthony edwina thing way further than the books <laughs> oh yeah like way further um and there is a lot of contention over that like a lot of people don't like season two because of that i actually think they kind of needed it because yep. otherwise season two would have been too similar to season one mm-hmm. um yeah so i i loved it oh my gosh like oh. Kate and Anthony's chemistry. Oh, insane. Like, cow. That it's you can't manufacture chemistry like that. That no. is pure magic on screen. Oh my gosh. Oh. Like from their first scene, mm-hmm. he was insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course you have like Colin comes back with like his scruff going on, which <laughs> looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. I didn't he hate it. Irritated me so bad. <laughs> Not just because of the end, not just because of the end, because he comes back and he is that friend who yeah. just studied abroad and has yeah. like a big British accent. He's that friend who starts every single sentence with in insert country here. He's that friend. When I was away. When I was on my trip, this happened. Like exactly. that's what he really answers every single thing. He's like, so I just traveled. I just went here. I'm like, okay, bestie, like. Yeah, and, and he's he's the friend who like when you bring that to your their attention and you goof on them and you're just like we get it and blah 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 they get offended like yeah. he's that yeah that friend I just no, traveled abroad totally I don't right. know if you just tra- if you do that but like I just traveled abroad like we totally did this yeah he's that guy literally yep yep <laughs> the accuracy which uh is funny because Luke even said that in an interview before the season started he was like so you know when you have that friend. <laughs> who goes off and does yeah he was like that's that's Colin this season like he even said that he was Mm -hmm. like this is yeah that's that's who this is now (laughs) which uh you know I so I love book Colin so much because book Colin is a smart ass Mm -hmm. they didn't they don't incorporate that in show Colin he's like a sad boy and just a dick yeah he's he's, you know he doesn't see her as a person like 
I yeah they've got some work to do in season three for sure with him I mm-hmm. I like him but that's just because I have a bias toward him anyway because of the books that's if fair. not for the books I don't know how I would feel about him <laughs> see I'm so disappointed that they're choosing season three to go with Colin and Penn because like after season two I was like well f that guy I don't care yeah. anymore I think it's too soon but I'll I'll Mm-hmm. I'll watch and 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 we'll see. Did you read how they were like changing the season? Uh, it's, the a totally it's a totally different book, plot. It's not, same story it's not anything to do with the book, like mm-hmm. at all. I'm and I feel like you know Chris Van Dusen was like the showrunner for seasons one and two, and then there was like he like weirdly left, yeah. but it didn't feel like he left. It felt like they sort of like showed him the door, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he gracefully exited. It's kind of. how it felt and I feel like that's why I feel like he maybe wanted to stick to the books a little closely more closely Mm -hmm. than Shonda wanted to I just don't know (laughs) because yeah like why are we skipping around that's my question I yeah and that's I see okay when the interviews happened after season two last year and Shonda was like we got a little creative I was like oh (laughs) no did you have to why there was no reason to get creative like with other things okay with the actual plots of the seasons sure (laughs) although with season one you had one very problematic thing from the book that you kept and somehow made worse so I don't I don't understand the whole I don't understand I don't understand Mm -hmm. like if you're going to change things why not change that (laughs) someone was saying that their theory for season three is that Benedict is going to meet Sophie or whoever that's been yeah that's been like the beginning and then like Mm -hmm. at the end like see her again or something like make his whole like beginning of his book like the entire third season well I mean to be fair in his book there's a big chunk of time that gets skipped yeah so like they do have because she's supposed I mean she disappears sorry 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 I was already aware it's yeah there's like a big chunk of time there that they have to deal with so probably Mm -hmm. I mean I could see that happening I feel like that Mm -hmm. would make sense and I'd be less mad about it being Colin and Penelope season if that did happen whereas they totally ignore Benedict and be like well then I'd be like what is happening Mm -hmm. it's just so weird like there was no need to change the order Mm -hmm. and plus the way they set up Benedict last season would have made perfect sense Mm-hmm. for them to pick up with him and his story so it, it's just a weird decision mm-hmm. I yeah I'm not I'm not looking forward to it but season two was great I thought they did a great job mm-hmm. with like keeping the spirit of the book um and at the same time like doing something unexpected with it um you know like the tension between Kate and Anthony the whole time like the slow burn mm. really worked oh good Mm-hmm. and like you yeah. like the the flashbacks with Edmund broke my heart oh my god like the I knew it was coming because you know when you've read the books mm-hmm. you know how he dies and so like you know what's gonna happen and mm-hmm. like you're just like oh no I don't want to see this I don't want to watch this mm-hmm. and it was just as heartbreaking as I expected it to be mm-hmm. <laughs> I was oh. over the Featherington side plot very early a on. lot of people were <laughs> It was too much. I was like, what is happening? Like, yeah. I mean, the, the and, title of the show is Bridgerton. Well, and I don't mind seeing like, the Featheringtons. I, I just mean, think yeah. they, they could have had a more interesting plot. Mm-hmm. Wait, her name, mm-hmm. is her name Portia? Why do people want to say that? What's her name? Lady Featherington was her name? Um, yeah. Portia, yeah. right? The, Portia. Mo- the mother, yeah. Yeah. The entire time I was like, 
I just need this lady. She just needs to get laid. Like, <laughs> like my friend and I were saying on the house, we were like, like she, she literally just needs to get laid. Like this is like oh, this is crazy. I was like, this woman, like, like that's all she needs. So we were very like on board for that. We were like, can we? Can someone like let's get this mm-hmm. going? Like that's what this girly needs. Well, right now. so the whole Jack thing was unnecessary. Like him and prudence i think that was the sister that he was like engaged to like why 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 we were like why did we do that at the point because it took kate and anthony so long to kiss and my friend like we were binging i was like i was like someone just needs to kiss someone just kiss (laughs) it can literally be anyone like why is it why have i been watching seven hours of this show and no one has locked lips like this is not what i signed up for so at that point i was like anyone so we were like every time lady featherington and that man were on the screen we were like go Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i just didn't like the whole like they forced him to be engaged to the the one sister Mm -hmm. like i thought that was so weird Mm -hmm. like why are we doing that there's no need to do that he's already like forced to be associated with this family so it's Mm -hmm. not like there was a reason like i why (laughs) like i get they wanted it to be like a setback because he's actually broke okay yeah. fine but at the same time ick yeah like he's flirting with her mom while being engaged to her Mm-mm. like that's Mm-mm. that's gross yeah. but i did i i really enjoyed though the introduction of theo because it's like once again i had not read the books but i really enjoyed getting to see eloise's interaction with some like a guy outside the family like it's just it was nice to see somebody care and just like enjoy her for her mind and not just like want to dance with her and obviously marry her so she doesn't even end up with that man here's my thing here's my thing with eloise i love eloise but i feel like sometimes she's a little too mm, she's on her high horse you know and i it annoys me a little bit I think that, um, that, that just kind of circles back to that double standard of like, when a man speaks up, he's, you know, assertive. When a woman speaks up, she's annoying. No, that's not what I mean. I don't mean her opinions. I'm fine with her opinions. I mean, like she, the way she treats other women, not yeah. the way I, I don't, I don't like it. So like, for example, the scene in season two, when Eloise and Penelope are at the table with all the other girls and the other girls are excited about the marriage mart and they're excited about all the stuff they're going to do. She kind of treats them like they're stupid or like mm-hmm. they're less because they're excited about those things. That's what I don't like. And she did yeah. the same thing with Daphne in season one. That's what I don't like. I, I, her opinions are fine. Like she can shout those from the rafters. I don't care about that. It's the way she treats other women. That's a good point. That mm-hmm. bugs me. I don't like that. And like, I understand the argument between her and Pin at the end when they reveal, you know, that Pin's like, which that's not in the books. And that blew my mind. I was totally shocked that they did that so soon. Um, in the, and actually it was nice because in the books, we don't actually technically get any acknowledgement that Eloise finds out that Pin is Whistledown, which is I, super weird. They do that and so- I never understood that. I hated the way that they did that because- it like almost made Penelope not redeemable in my eyes. Like I love Penelope. I love her so much, but what she did to Eloise, I thought was so awful. I was like, I don't know. I was very anti I didn't, I mean, I thought it, it was bad. Don't get me wrong, but she had, there were circumstances, extenuating circumstances as to why. So it's like, for me, I see both sides of it. Like I get why Eloise is upset. I get why Penelope did it. I, I get the whole picture. Um, I don't think it makes anybody irredeemable like Eloise's reaction or Penelope what Penelope did I think they can work it out my 
issue is that I feel like they needed a season mm -hmm. to to really let that conflict mm -hmm. simmer. Yeah. Like I feel like now it's going to be too quick. They're going to they're going to fix it too quickly. It was so um, big. If my best friend did that, I'd be like, "Hi." Like, no. <laughs> well, the thing it's not and and the thing that I think is going to make a difference when they actually talk about it is the fact that Penelope did it because the queen was going to punish Eloise. <laughs> like that's not fair mm -hmm. Eloise didn't write the stuff so the only way to really like throw off the scent is to like print something bad and of all the bad things she could have said about Eloise that actually she didn't actually say anything too terrible I get that it's embarrassing to like have that revealed and like you know but there she knows all of Eloise's secrets <laughs> I'm sure there is something bigger and much worse than mm -hmm. that that pin could have been like, oh, here's this thing, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I yeah. It, yeah, I don't know. I like, I get, but I understand why Eloise is upset because she doesn't know any of this, right? Like she doesn't know what's going on. Um, so I get, I get the whole thing. I understand, but I, I think they can fix it. Um, yeah. I just feel like now they're, they're going to rush to fix it on the show, like writing wise. Yeah. And I think that's a mistake, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, Eloise does sometimes get on my nerves just because I, I don't like the way she talks to other women, but otherwise, I mean, I love mm -hmm. her. Of course I do. Um, I just think, but I think that's purposeful though. Like, I think they're doing that on purpose mm -hmm. because I think she's supposed to learn something and grow from it. You know, like that's a mm -hmm. whole point. That's yeah. what characters do. Um, like if you look at Anthony in season one versus Anthony in season two, there's two totally different Anthony's there, right? Mm -hmm. That's intentional. Like everybody kept, I remember when season one was airing, everybody was like, oh, Anthony, he's being so controlling and such a douchebag. And I'm like, yes, because they're showing him learning. <laughs> yeah. That's mm -hmm. just the point. Um, same thing with Kate this season. Like the, the way she grew to like not manipulate her sister or same thing with mm -hmm. Edwina where she learned how to react to those things and like own her own decisions and things like that. You know, they do that. So I feel like with Eloise, that is intentional. The whole like other women don't know as much as me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel yeah. like that's so, there on purpose. What I also want to know, what, are, what were everyone's thoughts on Edwina? <laughs> I didn't mind her, but I'm not going to lie. Every time she was with Anthony, it, she looked like a child. Yeah, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. By mm -hmm. herself, she was completely fine, but it, it looked like Anthony was marrying a 12 year old. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. Character mm -hmm. dirty, like- yeah, Edwina in the book is very different, right? Like she's very sweet. She is a Sylvie Brett, okay? That'll tell you mm -hmm. who Edwina is. Edwina is like a Sylvie Brett type, very kind, very sweet, easygoing, um, but also very intelligent. Um, and they, <laughs> I guess maybe they felt that would make her too perfect. Um, I don't know, but they they definitely, they didn't, they didn't, that's not book Edwina. Mm -hmm. And and I'm, I don't hate it, but I do agree, Gina. I think she, next to Anthony, she, she looked in her voice too, whenever she was with Anthony kind of pitched up a little bit and she just seemed so young. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I agree with that. And I think she behaved young as well, right? Like she's instantly in love with Anthony um, just based on a few things that he does. Right. So mm -hmm. it's, 
it's not a very like mature experienced love. It's very mm-hmm. much like a puppy type puppy love type of situation. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah, I agree. I think she was just very young mm-hmm. and shielded. Like we have to keep in mind too, mm-hmm. like Mary and Kate, they shielded her from mm-hmm. so much. Um, and so like, there's, there's some things about the world that she doesn't quite know, mm-hmm. you know, so that affects Absolutely. it too. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I know Edwina is a controversial character too. Like Marina mm-hmm. was in season one where it's like some people hate her and some people love her. And at the I mean, end of I the think- day, at the end of the day, I still ended up liking Edwina far more than I liked Marina. I think there's like some time in the middle there where it gets dicey. Yeah. And then at the end, they turn it all around. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the way I feel Mm -hmm. about it. Like Mm -hmm. there were some points, like, especially the whole wedding thing where like, she kind of like, are you really that upset over this? Mm -hmm. Is this really something you need to be this upset about? No. Mm -mm. Like for real. Also when she says, were they always this obvious? Am I that oblivious? I was like, yeah, yeah, you are. Because they're like, painfully obvious <laughs> for like eye fucking in every scene like exactly <laughs> how do you not mm-hmm. see this like for real you don't okay so that's okay. a good segue into talking of the ships of season two. So. Oh. so the ships this season would be i mean technically simon and daphne because they have a baby mm-hmm. but not really because we don't really see simon um yeah. <laughs> but who knows he's working <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Canthony, Pollen, uh, I guess Benedict and the artsy lady. What was her name? I can't remember. I can't remember. Um, and then Eloise and Theo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's about. Well, I mean, we're not going to talk about Portia and Jack. That's yeah. like we're. I mean, you that. did in your notes, Logan. You included Eloise and her footman. Oh yeah, the hot footman. Yeah. <laughs> have y'all seen that yeah i've seen it there's like this whole movement now you know her like the footman that was with her in season one and season two Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's always like he's he goes with her everywhere she does right that's so funny there yeah there's like fans who like want them (laughs) to like hook up that's like totally i would and there's even like (laughs) some fans who are like can we uh can we have him as benedict's love interest please there's like i've Mm. seen that too and i'm like this is interesting but the guy the actor that plays the footman he cracked me up because one day he posted um like a picture of him from the show because they're filming now obviously and he was like i'll be outside no seriously (laughs) i'm still outside (laughs) that's one of his blinds on the show is like i'll be outside right so like that's like a thing hot footman is like a thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) i I have a question though i have a question okay so uh so do you do you think that when they get to Benedict season, there's a chance that they might erase Sophie altogether just uh-huh. so that like we can't say that they queer baited us? Because that's essentially what so, they did in season one. This is a tricky question for me because Benedict's book is so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And I love the Cinderella inspiration behind it, like the the whole rom- the romance of that and everything. But then, you know, show Benedict and book Benedict are different. <laughs> um I think it would be cool if it was um, like a trans character. Mm, I think that cool. would be cool. Um, you know, cause there are a lot of trans actresses out there now that are doing really well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I don't see why that can't be the case. And then you get, we get Sophie, um, but we also get the diversity, 
the mm-hmm. representation, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that would be the way to go if you're asking me. Um, because I think that would be awesome. I would love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what the show's gonna do. Like it's very hard to tell mm-hmm. because they're the fan. This is and this is the reason it's so tricky with like things based on other things, because you're obviously relying on that audience from the original fan from the original work to spread the word right to get the hype going like that's what you're counting on because the show the the property comes with a built-in fandom Mm -hmm. so then it becomes this tricky thing of like doing your own thing and respecting the fandom that existed before you did your own thing so i there are a lot of people who would be very upset if we don't see sophie i mean a lot because benedict and sophie are a very popular ship in the book fandom um like very popular i mean probably the most popular <laughs> yeah. uh yeah benofi is huge yeah. um so i don't know if they would want to upset the book fans now the book fans are not like it's not like a massive fandom or anything but they are what got you here <laughs> they're the ones mm-hmm. that hyped up season one like crazy so i it's a tricky question mm-hmm I don't know. What do you think, Gina? What would you want? I mean, I haven't, I, I haven't read the book yet. I'm, you know, part of the way through it. And by part, I mean like maybe 15%, but <laughs> you know, with, with all the creative liberty, I hear that they're taking. Cause again, I just, I basically go off of what you say. Cause I mean, I'm on the cancel calling train right now. And you're like, wait, wait, he's not a bad person. Uh, not- I, I don't know. I, and it's Shondaland, right? So like yeah. they, they'll do whatever they please. Yeah, Mm -hmm. they don't, I mean, you know, they'll do whatever they decide they want to do. But the question is, I mean, and this is the same, I I asked this question about things based on comic books too. Like how far do you take the artistic license, right? Before you start making Mm -hmm. people mad. Like the biggest example that I can think of is Arrow when they killed off Laurel. They thought, oh, we're just going to kill off Laurel. But the Black Canary fans for the comic books were on them because black canary is like an iconic character and what they ended up doing was bringing katie cassidy back as a different laurel as a different black canary because the outcry was so big right so you don't want to do that you don't want to (laughs) like make such a big mistake that people come for you Mm -hmm. um and so i don't know if they think bonofi would be that line i think the compromise i still maintain the compromise would be a trans actress that's what I think. Mm-hmm. I think that would be great. I think that would be like diversity that people want while still mm-hmm. giving us Sophie. Um, I don't know. I mean, that's what, that would be my instinct as like a writer when you set up this like story as Benedict being the show Benedict, when you've set mm-hmm. up show Benedict, when you've shown the inclinations that they, that he has and the attractions that he has, like, why not go there? I would be down um, for like a subplot in season three where he like he has a relationship with a man. If they could show him as bisexual, I think go. that would be cool mm-hmm. because yeah. they would, mm-hmm. yeah, they would like fulfill the the queer baiting aspect of that because I mean, bisexual people, let's just say this, bisexual people as I am one, I mean, they they exist. <laughs> yeah, well, and <laughs> yeah it, like and you're not, you can't, you can be attracted to more than one gender. So let's mm-hmm. stick with that. And Just because he would end up with a woman doesn't mean he's not bisexual. No, exa- and that's where I was going to point out that too. If don't, if let somebody be bisexual, and just because you know, if Benedict ultimately ends up with Sophie, that doesn't erase the fact that he could be bisexual. Right. That- well, and it's yeah. still in service of his story, right? Because mm-hmm. Benedict's story is that 
well, okay, you've, you're a little ways into the book. So you obviously know that Sophie is not, she's, she's not noble, right? Right, right. She's, she's common. Mm -hmm. So the struggle in the book with him is still like, how do you have a relationship, a committed relationship with a common person who's of such a different status than you, right? So the whole, again, the whole, I'm attracted to a man, what does this mean? Mm -hmm. Like that's still in service of that. How do you live a life that's not a conventional life? Mm -hmm. Um, you know, without being completely ostracized from society. That's still, you know, do you choose to be ostracized over society? Is there some middle ground that you can somehow work out? Like that's still in service of everything that we've seen with Benedict so far, right? Mm -hmm. So they can use that for his own growth so that when he gets to Sophie, he's a little more ready for her if they choose to. Just depends on Mm -hmm. what they do, but I think that's a good idea too, yeah. So if they could do that in season three and then, you know, we, we get to season four with Sophie, that doesn't mean that he's not bisexual because mm-hmm. bisexual people can have partners of the opposite gender. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, that would be a good option too. I mean, I think there's some definite things they can do mm-hmm. to satisfy both sides <laughs> of the argument. Like I think, mm-hmm. I, I don't, yeah, I don't know, but that is a big, that's a big argument that's happening on Twitter <laughs> and I try to stay out of it because I'm like sure. I, I don't know whatever they want to do mm-hmm. um can yeah. we talk about my favorite heart and soul of season two which is Kate and Anthony <laughs> uh yeah of course <laughs> okay so how okay I want to start with like the very first time we see them together which is when she's on her horse and you know the first moment that you saw them, like, what was your reaction? Oh, this will do. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And they make out right now. Right. Yes. I think it's not even a word, but it was just like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it's the tension already in the eyes and just like already like wanting to like, I hate to say like that middle school, like tension a little bit though, but of like trying to one-up each other already, like mm-hmm. not even knowing your name, yes. don't even know anything, but like, I want to best you. And I was just like, mm-hmm. and the banter, mm-hmm. it was yeah. on point from the beginning. I, I'm oh, a yeah. sucker for good banter Me too. any day of the week. Yeah. Um, and then I like, okay. One of my favorite little things is like when Anthony recognizes her, like at the ball, he's so excited to see her and then she's just like shutting it down Mm -hmm. and I love that scene I love that he's like Mm -hmm. oh it's you he's like happy and she's just like no no son (laughs) no like (laughs) I love I love that so much the fact that they get off on the wrong foot is like I love tropes like that Mm -hmm. where it's like one little thing happens and you've got a total wrong interpretation of the other person and And so it becomes about overcoming that you know I love that the palmout scene is the best when like oh they're vibing God, the so, whole time and yes. Edwina's just kind of like meek and off to the side. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I the oh my the palmout scene is in is in the books, right? And mm-hmm. that's like everybody was like, you can't have season two based no. on Kate and Anthony's oh. book without Pal Mel. Mm-hmm. You yep. can't. Mm-hmm. And they, I gotta um, say, they did it justice. They I it wasn't exactly like what was in the book, but it had the spirit of what mm-hmm. was in the book. I love, I could have just watched like a whole episode of Pal Mal. Yeah. Like I didn't need mm-hmm. anything else. Just let me see the siblings playing Pal Mal and I'm good. It was so good. And Kate fit right in and I loved it. Oh, I mean, it was perfect. It was perfect. 
he like would say to her, I was like, why are men approaching me and saying anything other than you are the bane of my existence and the object of all my desires? Right? Why am I being talked to with any other Mm -hmm. words than those? Mm -hmm. That is like the (laughs) sexiest thing I've ever heard. And he said that I was like, oh, I'm the library. I'm not one for fan. I mean, I don't get a lot of like fandom merch I could wear. Like I get a lot of like bobbles here and there. I got a a sweatshirt that says that because I love it so much and it's, it's just so good. good. Yes. Yeah, it's really oh my gosh. Like I literally was like, yeah, uh huh. That's one of those like take your breath away moments with the ship. Yeah. Like when well, things like that happen, you're just like, ooh, yeah. ooh, I For gotta catch my breath. It's not so much like to take the breath away, but it's I feel that tingle down my spine of it just it works and it like it's that moment and it's just it's so good it's mm-hmm. so good mm-hmm. yeah and- um also the moment when when she gets stung by the bee and I know it's a di- different in the book mm-hmm. but like even just like the it, it's so simple but the way she just holds his hand and she's like I'm, I'm unharmed I'm unharmed yeah. and she just keeps like saying it over and over just the way she holds his hand Listen, is like I, I think it's better than what was in the book what was in the book was silly it was meant that, for humor. That sounds and, silly. Yeah, that sounds yeah. silly. And I mean, it, it was intentionally silly because it was supposed to be like, well, shit, we messed up. <laughs> yeah. But that that moment was like romantic as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just like the panic and like her understanding in mm-hmm. that moment, like without really him explaining anything, she just got it. Yeah. So, and you know? I mean, once again, this is going to explain, it's going to detail probably far too much about my psyche and human self but I'm okay admitting it on a podcast um I very much enjoyed during those moments of just Anthony just kind of smelling Kate a little bit here and there oh, yes like, obviously oh when they God. were in the forest Literally. like he smelled her and then obviously as she walks past and he kind of smells again and then up like and then Blake love- Danbury stares at him down right, like the one where Lady Danbury catches him is my yes. favorite one <laughs> that gives me creepy twilight vibes like I, I'm once again, very creepy Gina <laughs> yeah. I also grew up with twilight so I mean do I accept myself? Yes. And so once again, explain part of my psyche so you understand is, it, but I enjoy it immensely. That is a fun nod to the book though, because in when you're reading the book from Anthony's point of view, he is forever mentioning how Kate smells. Like mm-hmm. it comes up several times in the book. So that, I loved that. It was a great like little, that was, that's the thing. What I love about Bridgerton is that the plot may be different, but they'll throw in enough small details Mm -hmm. that really genuinely speak to the character from the book. Mm -hmm. And as long as you get the character right, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. That's the way I feel about comic book stuff too. As long as you've got the essence of the character that I love, I'm okay. (laughs) The one scene I was bummed that they didn't put in the show. I was like, I, I went into the show and I was like, I'm separating the two. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really have an issue with that. Like, I just enjoy mm-hmm. what I see. Yeah. The one scene I was so bummed that didn't make the show was the library scene when it was raining in the thunderstorm. Oh, man. The desk and he like so came in. I, they cut out her entire backstory. And I yeah. loved Kate's backstory. Yeah. I, mean, I just um, love Kate they in gave her, yeah. they, I mean, they, they did making her like Kathani Sharma was a good mm-hmm. idea. Like I love the diversity of that, but Kate had this like traumatic past with thunderstorms and, yeah. and really tragic, terrible things that had happened to her during storms. And she was like deathly afraid of storms. I did miss that. Cause there are like some moments yeah. in the book where he comforts her through a storm and they were beautiful so, moments in the books. So I did. Did the carriage accident happen during a storm? No, that uh no that just happens on a like a random day day. yeah Yeah, it's not like raining or anything um but I I think I like what they did better than the carriage accident it was storming wasn't it um in the the book book, on the show oh yeah on the show yeah it was raining yeah yeah 
but when the sh- her like accident in the book with the carriage it wasn't raining it yeah. was a sunny day but she had there were scenes in the book where like they deal with her sh- her trauma with thunderstorms mm-hmm. like huh. why um and they were really beautiful scenes um so i do i did miss those yeah i'm with you lauren i did miss those but yeah otherwise i feel like the decisions they made on the show were were better <laughs> yeah. um you know like the slips into a coma thing was like a little ridiculous but it's a regency romance mm-hmm. it's gonna be a little ridiculous um but it was better than like the carriage accident um i think can i just say that like that kind of stuff when like characters get injured and then like the other party's just like oh my god like ah, and they're like all terrified that's my jam like, no i loved it yeah. i loved it yeah i love no, I, some good yeah. angst mm-hmm, like the, when he runs in and he's just carrying her and he's like you mm-hmm. guys help me like oh that's mm-hmm. my jam like no, yeah I, that's the way to like oh rope god. me in also what's also my jam within that too is to see a guy be emotional like mm-hmm. be upset to see him cry like well it, listen they did so well with like anthony and his emotions like they the scene with gregory mm. uh, that had beautiful. me cry had me cry um they uh. and then like the dancing where they show him like actually with hyacinth the fact that they oh. show him being such a good like older mm-hmm. brother father figure to mm-hmm. gregory and hyacinth is just really like gets me yeah like like so much i love it um but, but to and like, i Oh, oh go, go ahead logan <laughs> no i was just gonna say no. like i love my favorite is like the final scene at the last ball where like they're kind of lighthearted and a little more playful with each mm-hmm. other and um you know where he's like holding up his fingers and he's like what do you see and oh then he does three that, like that so good it's so good and the dancing that scene like her face while they're dancing like when they've got their hands you know up like this or whatever and like mm-hmm. her eyes mm-hmm. little eyebrow just, oh my god mm-hmm it's so so good and i love also if you notice like the wardrobe for kate she goes from like these jewel tones pastels to like these bright happy colors mm-hmm. like the further we go into the show and i love mm-hmm. the symbolism of that because mm-hmm. it's like her incredible yeah it's like her coming into herself mm-hmm. and i love i loved it i love the choices that they made with those and the the tulip sleeves that was a shout out to mm-hmm. the book yep. and i loved it mm-hmm. i loved it so much um and the yeah they this is that's the thing i mean i just love the little details mm-hmm. that well, they put in there I think that's great. where even for me like as far as details because i know we've kind of been intertwining plot and details with that's at fine. least for season two. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with it's fine if um, we don't we don't have to stick to the no, outline like you know strictly but no however the conversation plays. um but as far as for me like the two biggest things that like plot slash detail is that i adored the, I think it's Mendy ceremony like they had oh, for yeah. them. even though it wasn't like obviously did not want Edmina marrying Aunt Antony I still love that you know especially with Bridgerton in general it's they don't it's not like it the different races are a thing which is nice in a fact of media right. it doesn't have to be a thing and it's to give representation to these Asian well, actresses is just right one, one here's of the, the thing that, yeah they easily could have just said oh we've cast these Asian actresses we're good yeah we don't have to do yeah. anything else yeah but they didn't they took it a step further where they actually incorporated the culture and actually mm-hmm. I've read several articles where if you look at how they treated season two mm-hmm. they used a lot of techniques that they use in Bollywood film mm-hmm. especially with like holding off on the kiss so mm-hmm. so long and having other means of intimacy mm-hmm. like they i i mean you know and obviously they used a famous song from a famous bollywood film as well mm-hmm. on the show mm-hmm. um you know which i know there's a lot of people that meant so much to mm-hmm. um to see themselves represented 
And I, I just think that, yeah, they could have easily just been like, we've done the diversity and the casting. We're mm-hmm. done. That's it. We don't mm-hmm. have to do anything else. Um, but they didn't, they didn't do that. And I think that's, that's a credit to the writers for mm-hmm. choosing to take that a step mm-hmm. further. No. And I would do myself a disservice if I didn't mention for my other favorite thing is his proposal to her in the Featherington Gardens. And that I, I love a good proposal any day of the week, but that made me feel so emotional and just, I loved it so much because it's just him declaring his love. And it's something so simple as him putting his hand against his chest of mm-hmm. just saying like, I love you. And it's just like to, to feel it. And it was just, it was my favorite thing. And I just watched like a re somebody reacting to Bridgerton season two last night. And I was just, I just was like crying and being all happy yeah. watching it. So. It's so, well, also that's the scene where we hear that her full name is Kathani, mm-hmm. which yeah. also was a moment that meant a lot to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that they did that. Uh, like, I don't care that they changed her name. I don't care what her name is. She's mm-hmm. Kate. Like mm-hmm. that's, she's got the essence of the character that I love from the books. Mm-hmm adding the background that they did doesn't change the character in any way whatsoever except to make the character more relatable mm-hmm. um and I loved I love that he threw out her full name mm-hmm. Kathani Sharma like that was so such a good moment um yeah oh man that, like, yeah the, mm-hmm. all the Canthony oh, it was, so, it was so good it was so good um it was perfect so yeah it was perfect um okay so we've We've talked about that. Now let's let Gina do some pollen ranting. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, I'm ready. Let's go. Here she goes. Here she goes. Okay. Pop my back. I'm ready. All right. He's a jerk. Like, I mean, he's a jerk. Like, yeah. Okay. What she did to Eloise. Yeah. That sucked. But at least like her reasoning behind it was to protect her from something worse. Yes. Mm-hmm. But like, the way he spoke about her at the end, mm-hmm. not knowing she was behind the corner, like, mm-hmm. can I curse? Can I curse? Is that allowed? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Okay. Go for it. We're explicit. Asshole, We're fine. Colin, yeah. how fucking dare you? Yeah. Like, how dare you? And I mean, yeah. and it, it goes back to season one, even how he was into Marina right from the get go. Yeah. It shows that he never saw he never saw her as like a person. No, he doesn't think she's a person. Yeah. No, she like she's pen. She's not a person. Like she's not somebody else. Yeah. She's pen. She's just pen. Yeah. That's not, that's not so, cool at all. Let's talk about how, you know how I said the one thing that was in the first book that they made worse. This is something that was in Benedict's book that they made worse. <laughs> so originally in the book, when he says it, it's just to Anthony and Benedict, which is bad enough. It's like your They brothers. went and put it in front of like a whole uh-huh. group of like guys that could potentially you know, be suitors for Penelope in the future yeah. if Colin doesn't want her. Like he's declaring this in front of everyone and it's super embarrassing. Yeah, it's like they made it worse. I don't was like I also hate the trope where it's like, oh, like the guy doesn't see me, but then all of a sudden like I lose all this weight and I get so much prettier and then I then all of a sudden he sees me. Like I hate well, that trope so much. And that was basically okay. So the saving grace of this is that I don't think they're gonna have Mm-mm. Yeah, Penelope lose a whole bunch of weight in the book. She does because they call it baby fat, right? Uh, but I hate yeah. that. That's yeah, why I, I do too. It. Oh, that's infuriating. Yeah, yeah. in the in the books, it is very much. You. I was like, yeah, in the books, it is very much like that because they they talk about how you know she's grown and everything and whatever and and like, oh um, God, I don't think they're gonna do that on the show. That's the saving grace of this, as far as Zach goes. Yeah, that's um, true. that we have Nicola, who is gorgeous, just the way she is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, stunning. Literally. Like this season, she had some looks that, like, when she was wearing like the like the night dress, you know, like just real. Yep. She looked her best in that. 
-hmm. like all the get-ups they put her in for the balls are purposefully ridiculous right but just that her natural you know pins natural self stunning (laughs) she's beautiful um but yeah, I'm with you, Gina. That was, they, they made it worse. <laughs> but there's like, no redeem, like there's no redeeming him no. after that. Like she well, heard exactly what he said. So and, them getting together in season three or however it's going to end. I don't know. I haven't read that book. Well, okay. It's, it's going to feel cheapened. And here's the thing in the book. It's also more satisfying because Penn snaps back. Mm-hmm. So like when he says that in front of Anthony and Colin, Penn is coming out the door and she hears it and she's like, I didn't ask you to marry me. And she's just like, Anthony walks her home. Like, I'm not, that's not what we're doing here. You know, like pin snaps back. And so it makes it so, it makes it easier to handle because pins like, mm-hmm. I didn't, that's, I'm not looking at you anyway. That's you know? unforgivable to me. Like that's unforgivable. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. why I'm shocked that season three is them because I needed an entire season of Penelope being like, fuck you. Like, don't even. Yeah, that was, that was me too. So here's, I don't, okay. So I agree that it is very bad. I don't, think it's unforgivable given time again this is my issue given time so when season two initially ended my immediate thoughts were okay so we're gonna have a whole season for the Eloise and Penelope conflict to like play out and fix you know fix itself they're gonna give that some time to breathe we're gonna have a whole season where Penelope's gonna come into Lady Whistledown for herself because this whole time it felt like she's been writing Lady Whistledown for other people Right. So that was my thinking, like, we're going to have a whole season of her, like not being obsessed with the Bridgertons, like being totally done with them on her own writing whistle down, you know, her and Eloise aren't going to be talking. So we're going to deal with that. We're going to deal with Colin and how she just doesn't care for him anymore. They're going to give us a whole season of that while they do Benedict and Sophie. Right. And then they came out. We're like, actually, and I was like, why? I need Colin to like grovel. Like I need him to be like on his knees at her feet, like begging Mm -hmm. for forgiveness and her being like, no well, I want her to go I, burn book with the like, Whistledon papers like I want her to just like write shit about Colin that's not even true she could publish a paper <laughs> and just be like Colin has a tiny penis and I would love that <laughs> I like, actually think worse it, would be if she totally ignores him like he doesn't I, exist yeah that's I what I think back. would be or just to pretend that he doesn't like that she has no feelings for that man anymore like she does not give a fuck because I, I think and honestly I, to- I think indifference is the opposite of love, not hate. Um, because there's such like a, a, they're so close. You're so passionate either way. I feel like indifference is so much more, I need is her to be harder like, to deal with than see. And I, I just, I want her to, I want her to clap back. Like, don't, don't let a man treat you that way. Like clap back and make sure he never does it yeah. again. No. And I, I think, uh, and see, here's the thing, the book, I love the book because there's so many years between where they are and when they get together they're like mm-hmm. fully fledged adults right there's pin is like 28 so oh, okay, she's so had a big jump well yeah. not not on the show in the book there is yeah okay. so in the book there's a big big jump and like she's 28 so she's like a fully grown woman who knows her worth she's come into lady whistle down like she's mm-hmm. making her money she's like hbic right yeah. and she just does it discreetly so her family doesn't suspect anything and so I, I think that's going to be the difference. And I'm really worried. I'm really worried mm-hmm. about season three because of it. I feel like they should have waited. I feel like season three should have been Benedict because he was ready. He's ready to go. Yep. He's ready for his story. And there, I don't know, somebody suggested that because Benofi is so popular that they want to save that for season four so that Netflix will renew it. 
because Aren't season four is their last they are but season four is their last season mm-hmm. as far as netflix hasn't renewed them beyond season oh, four. Beyond four yeah right so there was a speculation that yeah. they're saving Bonofi mm-hmm. for season four because they feel like Bonofi is the is more popular and that that will be a good good way to like get netflix to give, go ahead and give them the go ahead on season five mm-hmm. that makes sense. i don't know if that's true i mean i can see it though just with how much of a dick netflix can be so but the thing is if you lose your audience in season three you're mm-hmm. not getting a season five mm-hmm. so i'm worried about it i think literally people will watch for kathy like people were like me fast forwarding through all the penelope and colin scenes to get to kate and anthony like that there have been memes like i've seen on twitter well, so i think yeah. that is going to be their saving grace if they don't do colin and penelope justice in season yeah. three Okay, well, before we get too far into season three, let me ask my two questions because mm-hmm. I have two more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So we're okay. So you create your own gossip sheet. What is your pen name? What are you <clears throat> gonna call yourself? <laughs> oh my gosh, I don't know. <laughs> is there Brian and I are always talking about the white space, like, which is the area that happens outside canon where you can kind of just like fill in the gaps for yourself because the show doesn't show you that. Right. So maybe I would call mine white space. Nice. I like it. I like it. Because other than that, I would just, I would literally just call it like not Gina. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Not Gina. Not Gina. I mean, should this be some sort of mean, like, I hate to say, like, your stripper name, so what's your Lady Whistledown name? Like, so what is it the combination of? There are, Ooh. wait, there, there are, there are names out there. Hold on. It's your middle okay. name, the first thing of your street address, or your first, like, street name, and then it's, like, last thing you drink. So, so your stripper name? Is your Lady Whistledown name. Oh. Oh. So you're, say that again? So it's, okay, so it's Lady, and then it's your middle name the first word of your street that you live on and then the last thing that you drank marie interwater that's weird i don't like that <laughs> yeah mine would be lady and gretel cider which that still feels and that feels oh i don't know how i feel about that okay your middle name your street name the, the first name of you, the first word of your street name and then your um last thing you drank Lady Maria Bonita Beer. <laughs> Mine's Lady Evan, Texas Diet Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Have you guys heard? Okay. Did anybody watch Boy Meets World? You're not Lauren. Yes. You're probably too long. I did watch it. Okay. Okay. But you know, they talked about, do you remember the episode where they talked about your soap opera name? Oh yeah. Faintly, I don't yeah. remember that, but let's look that like up. Like it's your, it's sort of the same thing that Lauren yeah. was talking about. It's your middle name and the name of the street you grew up on. So like mine would be Marie Enterprise. Enterprise. Yeah. She always, I always said that sounds like I'm a spaceship in Star Trek mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's sort of similar. Evan, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you live on Texas street. I love that. Yep, I'll tell you after we finish recording because you're gonna laugh, but I don't want to dox myself. So yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. Not, but it's funny. Yeah, let's, let's not. No, no mine's, doxing. Mine's not. Cool. I mean, mine's Gretel, but because we have Hansel and Gretel in our neighborhood, so it's, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> That's cute. That is cute. You got a little 
Grimm's fairy tales action happening. Gretel cider flows well together. Yeah. Gretel cider. I guess, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, I think I'm just used to a long name with how long my name is. And so I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. I'll, I'll work on it. I'll, if I'll you ever it. need a pen name, I think that's where you need to go. Is it, what was your middle name again? Anne. And and Gretel Cider. That's perfect. That's a that's a perfect <laughs> pen name. <laughs> I guess. I think I just gotta get used to it. I gotta get used to it. That's funny. I think I that's what I'm just of... gonna call you from now on. I'm gonna be like Lady Gretel Cider. Gretel Cider. You? <laughs> okay. Okay. I dare you to change if with my contact. Yeah, I dare you to change should it right be, now. That should be your credit. On They're the accepted. <laughs> I'm doing it. That should be your credit on the episode in the summary. Okay, I will. <laughs> I will. Well, nobody's gonna know what the heck is going on when they press play on the episode and that's okay it. that's absolutely okay. okay and then the other one is sort of the op the vice versa the inverted version of what we did before which is if you were to write a bridgerton one chicago au which bridgerton characters would have which occupations so like who would be on med versus who would be on fire who would be so on pd we're taking them out of regency era we're putting them into chicago mm-hmm. yeah okay mm-hmm. Oh my god, these poor characters are not going to know what the hell happened to them. <laughs> <laughs> I want Kate on PD. Oh yes. Want, oh, she I can want, be a she can interrogate somebody like nobody else. She would be a detective for sure. I want Daphne on med. I yeah, want, I can see that. Um, Colin on med as well. I think Benedict would be good. Mm. Benedict med. I think they're. I think Benedict on med. I would. Med, I would yeah. say yeah. I, Anthony on fire. Mm-hmm. Yes. Simon on fire. Yes. I'm also fine with him on med because I'm, of course, reading, a, I read a Bridgerton fic that they do a really good job and I could totally see him on med though too. But I could also see I think, fire. I think honestly, it's kind of like Hogwarts houses where it's like Gryffindors are on fire <laughs> and like Ravenclaws yes. are on med or no, Ravenclaws are on PD and like Hufflepuffs are on med. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of I don't know which Slytherins are on PD too I guess I don't think I've ever sorted the med characters I know I have fire and PD and I've always come up with Gryffindor I don't think I've ever sorted the med characters you know who would be an insane pairing <laughs> is Lady Featherington and Voight oh my god <laughs> oh. would be an insane shudder down my spine not, not in a good, a good way. way it would be crazy together oh my god and yet weirdly perfect (laughs) i just i see the opening scene of an episode where like they pan out from those two together and you see jay and kevin at a table and them just being like Mm -hmm. this is weird right oh totally Mm -hmm. weird Mm -hmm. like i love that so much oh my god okay so who would i'm trying to think like who i would put where i feel like where would where would the women go i feel like um penelope could be like a really good like plat like desk sergeant like a very good oh yeah she Hmm. she knows everything kind of going on especially in the beginning of season two like when they show her like you know with nicola's actual accent Mm -hmm. you know at the marketplace like being a boss Mm -hmm. i loved that um yeah like i could see that that would be Mm -hmm. cool and then i I don't know i feel like eloise would be on mid she's like a very sarah reese type right like i see eloise on pd oh really Ooh. Could you imagine Eloise and Upton working together? Oh, that would be badass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and Voight would like, I think... Voight would hate it because like she yeah. talks back. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like Edwina would be a medic on, on fire. I feel like yeah, that's same. Oh, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of like I Lady really- D. Lady D would totally be Goodwin. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, I think so. You That's can replace all of intelligence with the women of Bridgerton and they would <laughs> probably get more shit done. I would hate Lady D is actually very plat like as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, we said that before in the other one. That mm-hmm. plat would be a good Lady D, so mm-hmm. it makes sense that Lady D would be a good plat. Mm-hmm. Um 100%. Man, but who would be like the like the chief at 51 if you take Bridgerton characters? Lady Danbury yeah okay she could also be there she can be wherever she wants she she works in she's a boss she's a boss yeah you put lady danbury in charge at 51 and then you put violet in charge at med okay yeah yeah violet bridgerton not yeah, yeah. oh yeah. i like that mm-hmm. and then you leave Boyd in charge at pd but you put eloise in the unit so that yeah. she really fucks it up <laughs> mm-hmm. 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 i love Agreed. it oh my yeah. god i love it I love no maybe it. maybe Penelope and Eloise, so they can really drive him crazy. Yeah. Wait, what about the queen? Why wouldn't she be in charge of PD? I feel like she would fit. She would fit really well there with her whole like punishing Eloise for something she really has no proof that she did. (laughs) I mean, the queen could be like the head. Like she could still be like a chief in the police department. So I can still see it. Maybe she's in the ivory tower. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah, totally. That's exactly where she is. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. That would be that would be an interesting oh, show. Also, though. Newton on Chicago Fire. Yes. Yeah, the firehouse uh, dog. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> a little corgi. Can't even get up in the fire truck. No. <laughs> oh, that makes me wonder what they're gonna do next season. Like, are they gonna oh, get a new dog? I know. I don't think Not. so. I can't imagine them doing it, but I don't know how they're gonna explain. It'd probably be another like where's Rojas? What happened to Tuesday? We're never gonna know. That's literally so depressing. I know. So, depressing. so sad. I, I just can't believe, like, that was such a shock. Like, I know Dalmatians have those kind of problems, apparently, but, like, I still just, like, what? Ugh. Tuesday. Sad. Where's Pepper? I want to go hug him. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's sad. And then, like, she's still posting, like, training videos on her mm-hmm. Instagram, and every time I'm like, I'm gonna cry. Mm-hmm. Because, like, we saw her since she was, like, a little puppy on fire. Mm-hmm. Like, she was tiny. Little baby. Like, a little wiggly Dalmatian. And I then know. She, I mean, she Maybe. was always, she still always had a wiggle, but, like, we saw the wiggle grow as she grew up. Yeah. Maybe they'll adopt another Dalmatian and name it Wednesday. Oh, I would love that. Oh, I used that in a fanfic where, like, it was an early Bretzy fanfic that I wrote where, like, they they had kids and their kids wanted a dog and, like, they basically adopted one of like Tuesday's kids and named it Wednesday. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. Why are you trying to make me cry already? I know. Sorry. No. Oh. Man. Okay. Well, that turned depressing. Good <laughs> job, Gina. Way to go. It's all Gina. good. But no, I think like the Bridgerton take on one Chicago would be interesting. Oh, absolutely. Because there's like so many strong women on Bridgerton, right? Mm-hmm. That like seeing them in like modern roles would be mm-hmm. really cool. Mm-hmm. Plus hot guys. And one Chicago is definitely known for hot mm-hmm. guys. So, mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Well, and also um, like early imagine- season of fire, you could probably be Anna as one of Severide's love interests. Yeah. 
I weirdly think Violet from Fire and Antony would be a good pairing too. Ooh, I do think so too. Because she's very Kate like. Yeah. She's very Kate like. Mm-hmm. I think that would be, yeah. I think that would be a good one. No, I can't ship her with anyone else. Never mind. Never <laughs> mind. No, but I could just also imagine and appreciate because obviously with not Chicago Fire, but the rest of them, like maybe some facial hair because we don't get to see a ton of facial hair either on some of the Bridgerton guys all the time with the exception of the long ass sideburns, whatever. Colin but, has now, yeah. which is- I was about yeah. to say, now we can get into the season, season three, three stuff, which yeah. like heavies the photos. Yes. Started Colin them. looks good. Yeah. He looks real good. Like- I was not I was expecting a glow up mm-hmm. but that's like next level glow up he looks he looks it's, good <laughs> I see the like outer beauty growing and I'm enjoying that glow up he looks still, like so grown up like I, he I looks need, like I need the internal glow up to happen traveled. yeah <laughs> I mean like last season and season one he he still kind of looked like a boy right yeah like those Definitely. pictures from filming he looks like a man <laughs> I'm like mm-hmm. Oh man. Love- and he's he's got like a little uh sideburn action yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. I'm into it. And the duster, like the long like riding coat that he's wearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see Pin ignore him for a bit. Oh, yes, he deserves looking that good and still yeah, ignoring like the him. First like four episodes at least. Better be yes, I'm with you on that. It better be like at least yeah. half the season that she ignores him. Yeah. Ugh. But then I can't wait to see married Kate and Anthony. Like I'm so excited. I know. Well, I, they look so good in those pictures. I know. Especially, Amazing. oh man, like oh, they look so great. Good. And there was like a hug between Colin and Kate, like that they filmed, and I'm just like, I want that. Because I one of the other things I missed from the book, and that's because book Colin, I miss book Colin because he's such an asshole, and I love it. Yeah. That because you know in the book he technically like arranges their introduction in like a smart ass way because uh-huh. he knows that Kate hates Anthony already mm-hmm. yeah I miss I missed that I missed that sort of relationship where mm-hmm. he's like the pesky little brother who's like mm-hmm. I'm gonna introduce you to this woman who already hates you just because I want to see it I want to mm-hmm. watch this go down mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. I miss that I hope in season three he's like more like that mm-hmm. and less like sad boy let me brag about my travels mm-hmm. <laughs> I miss I miss Colin in the books because he's mm-hmm. really he's really fun in the books. <laughs> I know they did his character disservice in the show, but we'll see if they redeem. Yeah. I'm I'm hopeful. I'm still really hopeful, but I'm just yeah. also I mean not to detract from Colin because I mean it's kind of Colin's season. It is it absolutely isn't. So I'm just excited to see them, but I'm also excited to see Viscountess Kate Sharma Bridgerton. Man, so. I'm so excited. Okay, I, I like because this is the first time we're really going to see a married couple because it kind of mm-hmm. last season was kind of like we saw Daphne married with a kid but like but it's to see the interaction between him? them yeah hmm? you think they're going to recast him no I think they're just going to be like he's off yeah traveling I, I don't think they're ever gonna recast him mm-hmm. um I'm hoping that he'll be convinced to like just pop by for like you know a day of filming or something yeah that would be nice <laughs> Like offered him like some amount of money for like a good sum for like one episode or something or like it was like his per episode salary, and the amount of times that he like Daphne was in the show like he would have had like one scene an episode and I was like I definitely would have made time in my schedule to make like thirty three thirty thousand dollars for like yeah I mean and it's not even like they need anything big because even in the book 
he's not really in the book like that much. Mm-hmm. He's like the, I think the most he's in is the Mal scene. And even yeah. then it's just like they play and then he's like, okay, time for Daphne to go take a nap because she's pregnant. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's literally, that's the summary of, yeah. I, of I Simon in the book. I I mean, I it was still hard because you, I mean, that was the whole point of season one was him and Daphne. And so to not see any of him, it felt definitely a little weird at times, but it wasn't like I was like missing him, but it's hard no. to, I think with some actors, it's like, they don't want to get like typecast as yeah. that type. He, they're not, he was not going to get typecast no. whatsoever. And so I don't <laughs> I, get where he's coming from, but at the same time I do, but cause that's where, that's what a lot of the reasons that actors don't sign on for those additional seasons yeah. is because they're afraid of it. He, he wasn't going to get typecast. No. Well, I will say. I'm glad they didn't go the one Chicago route and like do a death or divorce. Yeah. Like I'm glad they're still together. (laughs) Cause this whole, yeah. Like actors leaving and then the couples breaking up is so depressing. Well, and that's where once again, I'm at least appreciative that they're going that route. Cause that's just, it sucks when it kind of ruins the show when they do that. Like, I mean, I can still compartmentalize in many ways, but it still just, it it hurts. Cause then you're going to rewatch the show and you're going to be like, Oh Yeah that happens like they they break up or they kill off a person this time it's it sucks to not see him but they're happy like Daphne's happily married they have a, yeah. they have a kid in the show and so it's like it sucks but it's it's still manageable and I can still I can still appreciate yeah. it and enjoy the show yeah right well I mean at least they're not they're not killing it like they're doing Bretzy and I mm-hmm. I'm I'm very no. depressed I'm very depressed like it makes me not want to watch the show <laughs> I know. and I hate that because I don't want to be that person who only watches for the ship I just don't want to see sad Sylvie That's- I know that's the thing and they spent like three years building it up and it was like it had such in-game potential i'm so mad (laughs) Mm -hmm. like not at jesse i get it but like just mad in general Mm -hmm. (laughs) anyways we're not talking about that right now um but i mean in general i'm still just really excited for more balls like it's just it's so fun because it's not a thing any other show does well or if they even try to and so I'm just it's like a I fun will world say, to like be engrossed in for a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I read Romancing Mr. Bridgerton, the one thing that I really wanted that the book never gave me was Jealous Colin. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I am, I'm stoked yeah. that it seems like this plot is setting up Jealous Colin. Me mm-hmm. too. And I really want to see it. it. Yeah. yeah. Like I want to see him realizing that other men think Penelope is attractive. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to see it. Mm-hmm. I want to see him realizing like, oh, oh, actually she's a catch and mm-hmm. I'm being a dumbass. Mm-hmm. Can I, can I see that? I want to see that, mm-hmm. please. I want the jealousy. Let me have it. The yeah, book also, never gave it to me. Fair. Also, I mean, what are anybody's thoughts? Like, I mean, I think he has a pretty okay and good singing voice. Would you guys want to hear him? Like no. if he doesn't have to sing, no, so no, no singing from it all. No. Okay. I mean, it was okay yeah. in season one. It was like nice. Cause it was cute. Cause Gregory yeah. and Hyacinth were dancing to it yeah. and whatever, but like, I don't need it. That is, this is just me being crazy, but that is like my fear. Like I, TV shows when people start singing is like the worst thing ever to happen to me. It could be like the best song ever. They could have the best voice, but if I hear them just start to sing, I'm like, I have to turn it off. <laughs> but you can do musicals. Yeah. It's like, okay, like, for example, this is totally flipping 180, but okay, that all I can think about is the Gilmore Girls scene where she's standing up in the bar and she's drunk and she starts singing karaoke to Luke and she just starts singing and it's just the most painful, like, I cannot watch people sing on TV shows. Like, I cannot do it. But you're, totally you're, awesome. you're good with musicals? Like, but I watched Glee. So that was- Okay, but- Okay, musicals, but you, though, but, you but, have but, no problem, Lauren. No, no. 
but musicals though the song is placed intentionally so yeah. like i kind of get it like they're She's supposed like, to sing i don't know why i, so I kind of get it very, I'm aware it's like a secondhand embarrassment thing i get it yeah i, do I get, get it that. um I, <laughs> I uh yeah i don't know gina what are you what are you thinking and feeling about season three uh i just i i just i i don't know um i want canthony yes don't don't do what you did in season two and like erase erase simon do not erase kate like give me oh no all that. she's on set she's filming she better be no she uh, is and she looks amazing she looks yeah really, so that uh and phenomenal. i just i i i don't know if i'm gonna be happy with season three i really don't because i mean and, and i said it i said it earlier but like what Colin did is unforgivable to me. Now I, I get if there's a time jump, how they can like forgive each other, but also that that's that gives me Gilmore Girls too in a different way. Like yeah, well, half the people who are Team Jess are Team Jess because of who he turned into. I'm like, yeah, he turned into a decent dude, but he was still a true. shithead as a teenager, I, and that I is with why you I am Team Logan. I look same. We are okay. the same. <laughs> Yes. I yes, feel the yes, same. Yes. Listen, yes. I'm so mad at the revival because they like erased two seasons of growth for Logan. And I'm so they made mad about Rory it. awful. They made her the worst in the revival. Lauren, like, what what I mean, girls, what ship is what uh, what are you like what ship are you on? Um no one. Uh, okay. I, I mean that's okay. I appreciate I don't know. I was like such a big Luke and Lorelai stan for like I love them so much and then the revival like literally ruined the entire show for me I can't even like talk about it. I'm so mad yeah I can't oh, fun fact almost got arrested on the Gilmore Girls revival set that's story for another day oh my god wait just okay just throw okay. that out there no, start from the beginning, no, start from the beginning. I don't care. A second. this is Bridgerton I don't care you you tell that story right now right. you tell that story you right now like, Lauren throw that out there no. and then not in, like oh, give us no detail Bible is just a lot for me like <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot it was a lot okay was, were you on the lot legally yes <laughs> Okay, let me back this this up. So my best friend's dad did all of the art for Gilmore Girls. So like all of like the paintings, the murals, like the shops, like all the signs, like the entire, like there was like the art episode, like where they were like the living portraits. He did all Mm -hmm. those, like he did all that. So he, um, so she, he's able to get us on the lot. (laughs) It was the, it was a closed set. So it was getting onto the set was... Um, we met a craft service man outside of like where the like the people were standing like to block it off and he said pretend that you're my neighbor and and he legitimately walked us onto set past the guards like past not the guards who am I by the people whatever the people blocking it and then he walked us on walked us to craft services that said no background on the front so like it was the main actor's craft and we legitimately walked to the prop house next door to craft services and sat on the fold-out chairs on this porch of this fake house. And we watched them film for like maybe four hours and no one said a word to us. And we were literally like 15-year-old girls, like just on this lot. And at one point I was like, I'm hungry. <laughs> Let me go get some food from their craft service. And we walked in and there was the guy, oh, forgetting his name, Luke, the guy who plays Luke. Mm-hmm. And Jess and um, Milo 
and they were just standing there and my friend and I grabbed a granola bar and walked up to them and said hi <laughs> and we just started talking to them and they like shook our hands and they were like the nicest angels ever and then we got off and then then people started figuring out that we were not supposed to be there <laughs> and, and so we had a lot of people start walking up to us and then we ended up moving away from our little fold-out chairs but the craft service man gave me, I have it still. He gave me the shooting schedule for the day and it told at the bottom, it said, and that's when I figured out that Luke and Lorelai still weren't married in the winter episode. And I almost had a mental breakdown because I was like, <laughs> hey, literally, I was like, why aren't they married? And it's the last episode that they're shooting right now. And he, so then on the bottom of my like film paper, it said the film, like the, the studio that they had the indoor of the house in. And so we walked into that studio, turned on the lights and walked through the little curtain. <laughs> and we walked through that house and I took, I have mirror pictures of myself in Roy Gilmore's room bedroom mirror. <laughs> you oh are so lucky. You did That's not get amazing. arrested for trespassing. Right? <laughs> and we stood in that house and I took pictures of every little thing in that house. I will pull the picture out, it's so funny. And then we left. And then I was like, I think down this road, there's like the actual like house like so that so then they had like the stage of the inside the house but then the there was facade. like the, the yeah the so facade of the house is like when you open the door and walk in there's just like the front little entryway of their yeah. house so I was like let's just go in there and we then uh, there was a security lady and she was like hi <laughs> <Where are you? laughs> and she we after like because we looked like little innocent children we were and she was like okay she's like you can't take any pictures, but you can step inside. So she let us like literally like walk like up on the house and step inside. And then we left for the day. And that was like literally one of the craziest days of my life because we literally could have gotten arrested. So <laughs> people were catching on to us and it was so, I'm, it was a lot for us, but I still, we had, we kept the granola bar that we took from craft services. We still have the wrapper for it. <laughs> That's amazing. She kept my best friend. She kept the granola bar. And one day we were at school and she, we were like, we're never eating this granola bar. Like this is how we met like Mile and um, Scott, that's the thing. And I like, one day we were in class or we were at lunch and I was like, are you eating the granola bar right now? Like she, so that was traumatic for me, but <laughs> now kept the wrapper. But that was like the craziest day of my life because I don't know how we got away with that, but we definitely did. And it was a lot. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. That's amazing. Wow. Thank you. I'm glad you told us that story because that's awesome. <laughs> so much. You better wow. use that story to tease this episode. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's um, there's gonna an almost arrest. Yeah, that's how it's gonna start. It, absolutely, almost arrest on the Gilmore Girls block. We were very well, well. I mean, like we should not have gone onto that sound stage. Like I legitimately turned on the lights. <laughs> <laughs> And there was like the the curtain of like their background. I like opened up that curtain. We stepped on that. We stepped inside. I was like, well, <laughs> didn't really know what was happening, but yeah, it was fun. Picture. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that story. That was uh-huh. great. We loved yeah. that story. I think my new goal in life is to step onto the the, the fake green screen at Med. Like, oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> If I ever get to do that, I'm going to like pretend I'm in a dramatic scene. This is the granola bar. Oh, oh, ah, blueberry Nutri-Grain. Mm. This was on their fridge. It's a magnet of Roy. This is the apple of my eye. I thought that was, uh-huh. for some reason, took a picture of that. I thought that was really cute. Um, hold up. We're getting there. We're getting there. 
Oh, here. It's here. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> Just for people listening, it's a picture of Lauren in front of the mirror in Rory's bedroom with like the Yale uh, banner Honey, and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That creepy That's clown. Amazing. What in the world? No. <laughs> and then that was like they're like all. I was like all of Luke's flannels are on their on their. Oh, oh my gosh! It's so domestic. And like that was like the little like all their pictures. This was crazy. Like, so Lauren, like do these surf. photos just come up in your memories on your phone, and you're like, oh, that's the day I almost got arrested. Yeah, it was a lot. Also, the fact that I met them with no eyebrows would love to talk. About <laughs> oh, you had eyebrows. You're you had eyebrows. There's literally nothing there. Like, I don't have any eyebrows right now. Who is she? So that was fun. So wait, though, if you were 15, that makes this what like eight eight years ago. It says this was taken June twenty fourth, twenty sixteen. So I was Sick. was I was sixteen. Oh my gosh! Because I, I was gonna say I was like maybe it was like the early two thousands. Because Logan, you know how like that was a thing in the early two thousands to like pencil your eyebrows to where like you barely had any. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> See, we I was like, oh my gosh, quite on set. I was, I was like the little <laughs> Lauren. Were you brunette? Yeah, for a hot minute. I'm gonna. Be- <laughs> wow that that story Lauren was amazing yeah that's like that's yeah that's epic yeah Yeah. no I kind of love that story right you're like my hero (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh but back to Bridgerton (laughs) (laughs) also though Lauren like if I were left my own devices on the WB lot like that's totally something I would Mm -hmm. do is try I'm trying to think about like me when I was 16 my show was Smallville and I'm trying to think if I some how got on that set I would totally be in the Kent farmhouse just like mm-hmm. snapping away and there's we didn't, like, no way I wouldn't be like I didn't know what the heck was ha- I was I mean like obviously like I, I was I was 16 so I knew of like what to do what's not to do but like I was like we're here like no yeah. one's talking to us no one's saying anything I was like hi <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's something I would do see how far I could push it I mean like I said I would have been all up in that Kent farmhouse and just like taking pictures of everything Logan, imagine stumbling on the west wing set like how oh do you God. not do a walk and talk right I oh you'd have to you would oh, have to do a Logan, walk and talk also think like timeless too like if we if we could have gotten on time listen like- if I got to sit in that lifeboat I y'all I would be dead like mm-hmm. I would have just mm-hmm. died right mm-hmm. there if I ever got a chance to like sit inside the lifeboat I, mm-hmm. that would have ended me I don't like I, even like same thing with like the Bridgerton sets now like I would have loved to like be on some of those sets just like where they film the I balls. just want to stand outside of the house when they've got it all dressed mm-hmm. with like the flowers and like mm-hmm. just let me stand on the front stoop <laughs> I just want a reason to wear one of those gowns I know oh man I know man I should have gone with that for a wedding dress <laughs> <laughs> there you go you go full Bridgerton that yeah. would be cute mm-hmm. <laughs> she made the wedding full Bridgerton everybody I, hated it <laughs> but if, as long as you enjoy it in the, at the end of the day that's all that matters right why do we have to learn this it's silly me. dance shut up <laughs> for my look for my senior project my senior year of high school we did a uh, pride and prejudice and one of the things that we did because it was like a multi-level presentation you had to do several different things one of the things that we did was teach one of those dances to the class oh my gosh <laughs> so oh we wore like gosh. the empire gowns and everything mm-hmm. and i decorated the room you know, to make it look more Regency. And it was real funny because my teacher, everybody was sort of sitting like on the mm-hmm. ground up against the wall and we'd put like a candle, like a little three candelabra thing on top of the bookshelf. And when my teacher sat down and her back hit the bookshelf, the candelabra 
fell on her head. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, no. So bad. I was like, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> that happened. That was like my senior project was Pride and Prejudice, which mm. yeah, that was in like the 2005 era of the of the movie that you mm-hmm. were talking about, Kim. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm so jealous you got to be on a film set because like, that's like my dream. I've never gotten to be on one. Mm-hmm. It's the best. Like I, I've, I've done the WB uh. tour and like, I mean, you're in heaven. Like the only thing I've done is I did the NBC tour where you got to see the Saturday Night Live set. Like that's see, I want to do that. It was it was cool. I liked it a lot. Pictures. I would totally want to take pictures, like pretending it's a monologue, and you can't do that. No, but it is very small. Mm -hmm. It's like freakishly, startlingly small. And like you know when you see the monologue and there's chairs, Mm -hmm. those are not there all the time. They only put those there for the monologue. Huh. So the actual audience for the show is sitting up, like on a balcony around the soundstage um so those chairs are not there all the time they move them when the monologue's over interesting yeah i was it's like all the and the stage where like the musical performance is is tiny it's very small and like they have it sectioned off part of the reason the audience is up high by the way is because they have everything sectioned off so there's one Mm -hmm. skit over here one skit over here and sort of like everything is happening kind of like at once because they're prepping one skit while they're doing this one and um yeah there's like it's very tiny that's but that's the only thing that I've done like that like I'm trying to think if I've done anything else and that's I have done nothing. That's about Charlie it. and I attended a taping of James Corden in 2018. And that was cool. That's, that set was just the same size you would think, but it was Zach Braff and Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, we were we were in like the we were in like the front ish row of like the bleachers, if you will. So when he runs by the audience and gives everybody high fives, like he got us. And my only takeaway was like, wow, he has soft hands, but uh, <laughs> it was cool. The only thing I, yeah. I, I did like that was I did a Jonas, Jonas Brothers meet and greet one time. Y'all, I was so embarrassing. Um, I, so first of all, I met them, right? So it's before the concert, just before I met them, Nick Jonas had posted that famous like shirtless selfie, mm-hmm. uh-huh. you know, like the very first one when everybody realized he had abs, that one. <laughs> Like literally right before I went in for my meet and greet. Mm -hmm. And so like, that's on my mind already. So like I meet everybody, Kevin is my favorite. So like I shake hands with Kevin and oh my gosh, it's so exciting. And shake hands with Joe and Joe like puts his arm around me for the photo. And like, you know, I'm so starstruck. I don't even tell them my name. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just not there. Mm -hmm. And as I'm leaving, I pass Nick and he says, enjoy the show. And you know what I do? I reach a hand out and squeeze, like honk his bicep. (laughs) And I'm like, you too. And then I keep on going. And it's not until after I've walked away that I'm like, I just groped Nick Jonas. I groped Nick Jonas. (laughs) I'm going to be arrested because like, he's so much younger than me. That's like, that's bad. (laughs) I was like an out of body experience. I had no control over myself. It was just like a reaction. (laughs) I don't know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. I did that. I did that. Oh, I also asked goodness. Demi Lovato for a hug and she was like, um, can, 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 I'm sorry. I'm not comfortable with that. And it was because at the time that was when swine flu was going around. And so she was like trying to keep everybody at a distance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, 
yeah, that's, that's fine. I understand. We took the picture. And as I was leaving, she was like, I'm sorry, don't hate me. <laughs> I was like, it's okay. Aww. So I have a habit of embarrassing myself in front of celebrities. <laughs> Just like can't talk to them. We did my psych class in high school, did a, did a field trip to a Dr. Phil taping. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Hi. My psych class. <laughs> that man was wild. Um, his son opens up for the Jonas Brothers like every tour and I'm so sick of him like I I don't want to hear him ever again he and I have the same alma mater we went to the same college and the alums at my school hate him hate him (laughs) that's not surprising yeah yeah wow man that's funny okay well that's good okay Jonas is I I did I did (laughs) I did honking Jonas's bicep. Yeah, I mean, very briefly, the only backstage kind of thing I've ever done is um, when the Try Guys did their tour across the U.S., I got to do their back, their meet and greet, which that was fun. And I saw the picture and I very much enjoyed it, but I just realized I'm super awkward and I don't probably will never do another backstage experience because it freaks me out. I'm done with meet and greets like after because those were like back to back Nick Jonas and Demi Lovato mm-hmm. and like after those two it's like traumatized me I don't want to meet any more celebrities I'm fine <laughs> like, I, I'm, I'm good <laughs> yeah my only my only moment of like I look back and I'm just like oh shame um the first one Chicago convention that they did I just sometimes I get excited and mm-hmm. like my brain gets ahead of everything else and I just act on it and I ran up to Bertonio and hugged them both and that was that's my one moment of shame where I'm like you dumbass like mm. yeah did they mind I don't those two don't no, seem like people that would mind they it's not they didn't mind but like John John was actually pretty shy uh so that it was just it was just not my best moment because now yeah. I'm like and anybody I'm, I see even if it's a coworker, I'm like can I hug you can yeah. I yeah but like the whole yeah, asking for permission thing yeah I just, I get excited yeah. and just sometimes my brain gets ahead of my mouth or my mouth gets ahead of my brain and just. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I, I can relate. Clearly I was just completely different person when I met the Jonas Brothers. I don't know what happened. That is so, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I'm pretty chill with the NSYNC boys now. I'm pretty happy about that. Cause like Logan, you were an NSYNC fan back in the day. So, you know, uh, I've only met Lance and Chris, uh, but next year I do plan on doing the thing at Epcot with Joey. Cause I, I got to meet Joey. I got to just cross it mm-hmm. off my list. Yeah. And like, I'm pretty good. I saw Lance last year and like, we talked about Netflix shows. It was, I didn't, I didn't make a fool of myself. So I was happy about that. I haven't met any of them. I'm so jealous. Actually, maybe I'm not because I might end up like doing something inappropriate and I'd rather not. No, I met, I met Chris when I was 16. So I immediately fangirled and cried as soon as he like moved on to the next person next to me. Did he have the pineapple hair? No, it was 2003. Oh. I didn't think about that. Oh, wait, yeah, no, but um, I met him and then I've met Lance twice. I met him once at his book signing. And then again, last year, um, and his book signing, I was still a little like, eh, but last year no. I was, I was pretty chill. I was just like, wow. I was like, what are you doing here? It's August. It's hotter than the hell outside. Like he was like, I like the heat. What? Like totally chill. Well, Joey is like everywhere in Orlando sometimes. So he's never in Texas. <laughs> like he has a hot dog place at the mall in Orlando. It's he called never, fat ones. He's never here. So I, I gotta go there. His last him. name is Fatone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah if you guys um, would like to come with me next year i'm crashing up got so okay i mean around the world i'm down i'm, I'm supposed in. to do at some point i'm supposed to do a reunion with my college program roommates i'm very excited about that um anyways <laughs> so now that we're on this topic anything any last thoughts about bridgerton before we move on to the next thing i uh, know no, no okay i think we're i think we're good we there did, we did good so, 
Yeah, we did. So the after the Bridgerton discussion, what I just wanted to say as our like part of our closing out is like Kim and I usually do this thing where we talk about something that's making us happy. Cause so like because it's our happy hour. Yeah. <laughs> also, because most of the time we'd usually end with PD, PD. and we would be depressed. <laughs> So we'd be like, now let's talk about something happy. So what is bringing you joy lately? Organizational products on Amazon. (laughs) Hey, that's a good one. If that's doing it for you, like for me, it's the dumbest thing. Like I probably, I've probably mentioned it to several of you at this point. I'm watching Love Island UK season eight and we're getting towards Uh, the end and I love it dearly. And I am just, I'm so excited because I'm going to get to watch the finale with some of my best friends on vacation. So I'm just super pumped and excited. So I want to try that show, but I know I'll get hooked on it. Yes, please, 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 please. Does it have to be the UK version? Yes. Okay. Is that where the TikTok sounds comes from? Where it's like this week? Yes. I, Gina, I will text you separately. I'll, I'll, I'll get you started on the right stuff. All right. Yes. Uh, Why am I blinking? I, I think just. I don't know. <laughs> you don't have any joy. <laughs> joy. <laughs> I know. I know. I know something that brings Lauren joy. Oh, what? Yeah. The Berzak House. Yes. Berzak House. Yes. Yeah. We'll say that Berzak okay. House. Oh, that's a good and one. We have little porch chairs and plants. Oh, so domestic. We love domesticity. Like I'm very sorry. <laughs> I I love when you send us ring watch stuff and it's yes. like a blur. There's like a blob. <laughs> guys, guys, is this a ring, Lauren? It's literally just like Pixels. color. Like yeah. a, like a fuzz, it's a fuzzy picture. I don't, I don't no, know. I can't see it. Last hiatus, I was like literally so unwell that I thought that they were engaged, which is hilarious because of where they ended up. Anyways, anyways. <laughs> um, they, but I was convinced. And like, I can, like, I basically like, I don't think ghastly is the word, but like I basically convinced like everyone else on Twitter that they were also engaged and then created this big thing. And then I was like, this is really embarrassing for me because I definitely just just hallucinated a ring. So now I like to make fun of myself and zoom in on every single Burzak photo. I'm like, there's a ring. <laughs> it's my it's my enjoy favorite it. running but joke. They have a house key, so you know what? It's, it's gonna fun. be on house key yeah. watch. House key watch. I like that. Thing. Yeah, I like, I like that. that too. I like it. Um see for me honestly I'm like less than 30 days away from my Disney World trip so anything Disney World right now is bringing me joy (laughs) like I'm prepping for the trip I'm buying stuff for the trip also I just got like I don't know if y'all know have y'all heard of bobble bar Mm -hmm. I've heard of them but haven't got jewelry oh my god I'm like I'm obsessed I they had like a big 25% off sale Cute. and I like bought a whole bunch of stuff like my earrings I'm wearing right now are from bobble bar I love these rings these rings are so pretty Ooh. and I'm obsessed um yeah I've got I'm, that's another that's something that's bringing me I'm spending far too much money on it but it's so pretty and it makes me feel pretty so it makes you happy I mean exactly yep so that's me Disney World and Bobble Bar <laughs> right now. Also, I'm rewatching Smallville. So that's good too. I need to do that. It's been oh so my long. gosh. That show is so, it's so early 2000s. It's not even oh, funny. So much. I, it's the soundtrack. Like every episode has at least one song that I'm like, high school flashbacks. 
Oh, Tom Welling is so hot, though. It's he is so hot. Mm-hmm. And I'm also listening to Talkville, their, the podcast that he and Michael oh. Rosenbaum are doing. It's really good, too. Um, but yeah, he's still hot. <laughs> like, he was hot then and he's hot now. Like, yes. His smile is like the prettiest smile I think <laughs> I've possibly ever seen. Um, yeah. So that's fun. Um, yeah. So that's what we wanted to talk about. I guess now we're on to our closing time, last call, mm-hmm. uh, situation. So if everybody wants to give a shout out to like their socials and where people can find you if they want to keep the discussion going once mm-hmm. the episode ends. Lauren, you want to go? <laughs> uh, you can find me on, on Twitter at Ruzix Burgess or the locker room pod. Um, and then on TikTok at the locker room pod OC. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm at Gina Watches TV on Twitter. Also, the podcast is at Nita Samalis. And yeah, you don't want to follow me on TikTok because I'm old and I shouldn't have no, one. That means you should. That's me. I have a TikTok, but I don't really know how to use it. So yeah, probably <laughs> not, not good. Um, yeah. So for me, I just recently got a new Twitter, which I don't think we talked about this last time. I have like a new account because I'm trying the professional writing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to look up the handle because I don't really remember it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I want to say it's low angel author uh let me just I think that I think that's it I'm gonna just double check yes so L-O like Logan L-O angel with two L's like my last name and then author um that's also my Instagram handle as well um yeah and then for the pod we just recently changed it because we're branching out um so we wanted to drop the at Molly so we're not so one Chicago specific we're still going to cover one Chicago Mm -hmm. but other stuff too so it's now ladies like l-a-d-y-s night pod mm-hmm. on twitter and then ladies night spelled correctly underscore pod on instagram kim yep and you can follow me kim at the other kim k i mean you can find, find, just look at all the other like our <laughs> podcast twitter accounts because there's so many there's underscores there's different things somewhere you'll find me it's it's you, wherever you probably find just wherever find me, just put wherever. the underscores wherever yeah. it'll come up it'll come up eventually <laughs> it's fine um yeah so there you go you can look us up if you want to further the discussion about Bridgerton there mm-hmm. actually let me check and see if we got any comments I don't think we did but I put it out there I didn't so. see anything from on our Twitter post but let me I check mean... Instagram because last episode people were like commenting while we were recording it was yeah. like oh 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 yeah no we didn't get any okay it's all cool. cool I mean that's fine if you guys didn't have any thoughts that's fine but I will say oh Kim tell me if you disagree with this but I want to try something so our next episode, uh, I want to like alternate and do a one Chicago topic mm. next time. Yeah. So I was thinking I'm going to do a poll on the Instagram mm-hmm. for you guys to vote on what we talk about next time. And I think next time is going to be a character episode because, you know, we mm. talked about that last episode, wanting to do something where we talk about a character we haven't had a chance to talk about before. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do a poll yep. with character choices on the Instagram. So if you want to vote and influence what we talk about next time. Mm-hmm. Go to the Instagram, follow us, vote in the poll. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. I'm going to post that probably after this episode airs. I would say maybe if it's going to be on a Tuesday, it'll be the Wednesday after. Mm-hmm. Um, so look on, look out for that. Go follow the Instagram, follow the Twitter. The poll's going to be on the Instagram. 
So go give us a follow there if you want to have a say in what we talk about. It'll be a character profile episode. Um, So probably like we talked about last time, I don't know, I haven't narrowed it down yet, but like Leslie Shea, Connor Rhodes, um, you know, characters that existed before we existed as a pod. (laughs) What did you say? For a sec. Okay, but like we did that like a while back. Care. She's, She's all, like, it's always it again. Bursting. Always burst. <laughs> always. <laughs> we probably will someday. Honestly, true though. <laughs> it's true. Oh. Um. Okay. So anyway, that's all for us now. Herman's kicking us out. It's mm-hmm. last call. We gotta go. Um. So we will see you guys next time. Again, go to the Instagram, follow us if you want to vote in the poll and determine what we talk about next time. But for now, we're out. Thank you to Gina and Lauren for stopping by to talk Bridgerton with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're so excited to expand our topics. We hope you guys enjoyed it um anything you want to say kim before we go no just thank you for a wonderful time and so many laughs of not only gilmore girls teams but lauren's almost getting arrested story to just even <laughs> our very deep deep thoughts on canthony and then even Safney and then even pollen for season three so i'm just excited but thank you everybody for being here once again just i have not laughed so hard in so long so thank you thank you yeah so uh we will see you guys later thanks for listening And be sure to hit us up on socials. Let us know what you think of the episode. Bye. Bye.